And we're back. I'm James. This is the Goose Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I don't know anything to say again. Well, who are you? Nice, James. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Give the nice. people what they want, James. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you always got to introduce yourself. It's rude not to. Glasses on a microphone. Would you like that? Well, they can't see. I think we're good. Then take a picture. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's checkmate, Mike. I, I got nothing. <laughs> um... Somebody had a question for you that we got to make sure we get to. Oh, you want me to get that up? Before we go. I got it. Um, we haven't recorded in two weeks. What have you been doing the last two weeks? Playing basketball. Yeah. Who are you going for in the Super Bowl? Um, you changed it. No, we you changed for the, the Bengals. Bengals. You changed it to the Bengals. I remember that. Me too. We don't go for the Rams because we're not here. So that's and then. James, I, I feel like you've hit a growth spurt. Are you getting taller? Let's see. Stand up. Stand up tall. Yeah. Don't you think? I walked yeah, in. I think so. So, I've decided that, that parenting is is the way you can tell your kids are growing is by the clothes that were baggy recently aren't baggy anymore. <laughs> and he has a swimsuit that was baggy this summer that is is not baggy anymore. So, something's going on. Okay. Okay. How'd basketball go? Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. So, James, we had a question for you on Egros. Hmm. If you could be any famous athlete for one day, who would you be? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. That's but it was fast. only on g- days that would be that I would be playing basketball. If not, then I'm not Steph. Then who would you, be, who would you be on non-basketball days? Uh, I don't know. Squeaky toy. <laughs> Trey Lance. Probably. Hey. No, that can't be the answer. I'm not Jimmy. Who's the richest? <laughs> yeah, but Jimmy's rich and he's maybe the most attractive man on the Do planet. I care about Jimmy throwing a game-winning pick for the Rams to send them to the Super Bowl? J- Jimmy's, Jimmy's week, Monday through Saturday, is pretty nice. <laughs> we just learned that James is not shallow. It comes solely based on performance. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean... Jimmy Grapple may be the sexiest football player alive, but mm. outside of Tough Harris. But Ooh, yeah. yeah. Tough. Um, anything else, bud? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Can you tell everybody who's here? Jace Lewis. All right. Jace, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. We're, we're kind of excited. Um can you ask a question? Yeah, fire away, Jess. Fire away. Let's hear. We got a question. No, I know. Right. Okay. I know. <laughs> We're gonna have Dad ask the question later. <laughs> later. All right. <laughs> James, you gotta ask one question. Like, can you? I couldn't imagine having a Grizz. I was gonna say legend. I don't know. Like, you're not old enough yet, right? I feel like you have to be like 35 I to be a legend. Old. I feel, <laughs> feel old. <laughs> no, I but to have a Grizz superstar in your dining room? What do you think? You got something for him? You got a softball question? So, we were at a basketball tournament at Butte this weekend. And um, that, that was when we were messaging back and forth, and you were, said you were able, available. So I told him, and he immediately ran off to tell his teammates that Jason was coming to his house. So. That's awesome. <laughs> He's the coolest kid in the, on the team. Well, Jace, I'm super happy that you're here because 
I finally have a Class B companion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love to hear that. Outnumbered by these uppity double yeah. A guys. Yeah. Oh, double A sports is the king. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, we had a fan on Twitter too. I saw. We Class have a, B, we have a lot of Class small uh, small school fans on Twitter. I think we get more interaction from some of the small school guys on Twitter. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey JC. Yeah. No, thanks for joining us. It's um. It's kind of fun to 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 have you know former players be willing to join the pod because, uh, like we were telling you beforehand, we don't take ourselves seriously, and we we always hope that if a player ever did hear us, that they wouldn't think we were just a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you guys are funny. Because I, I was gonna say that's literally what it is: is just the three buds right. drinking beer just and talking fun, football. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, how did you? Uh, how did you even come across us? I guess I'm curious about that. Um, I'd say Twitter. And then, like I said, my uncle and cousin and stuff always listen to you guys and talk about it. So I kind of started to tune in this year. Because you guys were pretty active on Twitter for the first time, I feel like, and started getting a lot of attention this year. Yeah. It felt it felt like especially this year yeah. with just, you know, um, the, the growing – well, the return of football and then the growing success, like the really successful season overall – it really felt like Twitter interactions yeah. and just, just fan interactions on social media uh, was at an all-time high. Yeah, I felt like to me. I think that the COVID year, like, even people who maybe weren't as interactive as fans beforehand, they all missed it. So then they all kind of came Jumped back. back in. Yeah. We have fun with it. Every once in a while, maybe we uh, go overboard. I don't tweet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's these guys. <laughs> Jace, is it tough for you being like a player and like right, like you couldn't just blast somebody on Twitter, right? Because oh, like yeah. you gotta like maintain, right? Like you gotta stay within the fences here. Especially no, yeah, as an that, that's the thing. Like I mean, we have a lot of like, like we have, I guess, workshop or not like workshops of like meetings about that. Yeah, just I that wonder. in particular, like hey, like you can't be doing this, you can't be posting this. And, like, they'll throw a slideshow up with, like, kids that have, like, pit risky pictures. Just put them on blast in front of the whole team. <laughs> well, like, actual kids on the team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're not, like, bad pictures, but it's just like, all right, let's not be posting this, you know? Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's why, like, most kids have their stuff private, so yeah. you can't see. I mean, you shouldn't be posting that stuff, I guess, yep. when you're on the team, but, but, but I mean, yeah. It's got to be tough, though, right? Because, like, so, like, most other, like, college-age kids, like, you're, you know, the, you're whatever you're doing tiktok videos you're on twitter mm-hmm. you're instagram you're doing all this stuff but like you guys got to like keep it pretty locked down yeah for the, just because like the attention that something perceptually negative would get like immediately so yeah and i think that's one big thing that's different here with coach Houck. like he puts a squash on that pretty soon so i mean you don't see a lot of people fighting with anybody on like twitter or anything which i mean <laughs> like you said it's it's kind of hard to bite your tongue sometimes when there's just like somebody that doesn't really know what they're talking about i guess did you, ever see a, did you ever see a tweet that was just like, just like completely like had something to say like about the defense or about a play where you were just like, oh my god, this person doesn't they like they totally missed the point. Yeah, and you just had to like swallow it. Or do you have like a family member just like go attack? No, so some of my buddies, <laughs> some of my buddies will tweet at people and stuff, but it's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, there's some times too. I mean, like people put the blame on us for a loss or something but i mean what whatever but it is it is hard to look at that and i guess you just try to stay off twitter and stuff it's probably smart yeah <laughs> we probably should do more of that but <laughs> fair <laughs> um so i i have a couple follow-ups on this first of all i think it's interesting to kind of hear what what coach Houck's kind of policy is on this because he clearly lets you all be on it 
But um, uh, one of the recruits they just signed the transfer, Lucas Johnson. Luke J. Luke J. is a uh, <laughs> not the quarterback. Uh, that's the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. and he has a. Um, he's got Spotify. He's, he's got a, Spotify. He's a, he's a musician. Artist. Oh really? I didn't so, know that. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. How do you think? Like, how much fun would guys in the locker room have with that? Like, oh, well, I mean, some of them have like sound clouds, you right? know, like. Yeah. So like you'll be in the locker room one day and they'll put that on. Everybody's like, "Who is this?" <laughs> like, oh, it's such and such. Everybody this just is started. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, some sometimes you're like, "Who is?" Oh, let's hear something. What's, are they good? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I don't, wrong guy. I don't know. I don't know if we can um, play it. I guess we don't monetize How many listeners he got. He has 35 monthly listens. Um, okay. He's got a song called No Love that's been streamed over 30,000 times. Song? Over 30,000 times. How many times have you streamed it? Uh, it's been on repeat. He's yeah, like, you like that one. Uh, no Hook. <laughs> I don't know if we can play it, can we? We I were, don't know. We were too, we, yeah, we Should were we ask two for forgiveness? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we're talking about all the, all the signees and the... And Luke just drops this. And it's like, what? <laughs> I figured you guys, especially you, would have known. Uh, I'm not a Spotify guy, though. So, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Apple Music? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got to get that student discount on Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I want to talk a Wait, are you done with your Yeah, follows? go for it. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the Jace Lewis origin story. Like, <laughs> so I was born. You were born, yeah. Like, <laughs> Talk about what it was like playing football in a small town and being recruited probably to a lot of different places, right? Like like every – well, first, every, like, NAI school probably came and told you, like, you can play wherever you want, right? Well, yeah. See, so one of my – Joe Horn was an All-American at Carroll. He's my linebackers coach in, in high school. So I kind of had that plug there. But uh-huh. And Van Deese was there. I like Van, right. Van Deese is a great dude. Mm. But I guess they recruited me pretty hard. Uh, tech. I never went to tech or like anything. The only f- visits I took was, I mean, to UM, MSU, and then BJ Robertson at uh, Western too. He's a great dude. I love that and guy. He, but he ended up on the cat. Coach yeah, yeah. No. But he but, he would always stay in contact with me and stuff and message me all the time. But he's a great dude. But I mean, only like three of them. I mean, like Haver and all them. They never really reached out. And I and then when Greg Rack went to MSU, he kind of started to reach out, but. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I, you, I had a, a few options, but I didn't have a, a whole lot. You, you took a visit to MSU. I didn't take an official visit. I did the junior what, days. There. Was it ever like a serious consideration? No, or no, no. It, uh, I guess like when you're in high school, though, I was always a Grizz fan growing up. But you go to like all those, those different camps. And I remember going to the MSU one, and it was only uh, uppers, just upper pads, no, just shorts. And then there's a lunch break, and they're like. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do Oklahoma drill after lunch. I was like, ah. just the- I was like, I, I like told BJ, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go home. I was like, I gotta, I gotta move some cows. He's like, he's, he's like, it's 97 degrees out. I was like, yeah, I don't know, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. So I left halfway through that camp, but they wanted me to play like receiver or something, and I was not a receiver. So, but then then U of M, I just Greg Rack recruited me, and then Coach Green. It's crazy to me that someone who develops into, you know, the player that you became gets like no love, like no communications from all the NAI schools. And then the cats and Grizz, like 
one of them wants you to play wideout. Yeah. Like, how are they missing on the talent evaluation? Like, that blows my mind. No, that was weird. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not fast enough to be a receiver at the college. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, what did you excel at in high school? Like, what positions did you play? I assume you played both ways. Yeah, I was a quarterback okay. and a linebacker. But you played basketball too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was a defensive player in basketball. Okay. <laughs> I, wait, wait. Actually, I'm so glad we're talking. We're going to bring this up. I want to talk to you about maybe a, a just a legendary play. Um, talk to me about a state championship game and your defensive prowess on former teammate Trace uh, to lock down. Oh, in, in at state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about your defense. Well, leading up to that, we were dog water. We were like 500 going into districts. Bad. But then we, every, like districts, we had to do the playing game, play four games, got third. Divisionals, one on a buzzer beater, mm-hmm. got third. And then state played them, but they beat us earlier that year, like 40 something to 16 at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we got into there. I, Cause Trace, he's notorious for flopping. So I got I got him on a flop, and it, and they called a charge on him and all. It was, it was pretty funny though. Well, that's what I wanted to find out. Yeah. Did you and did oh, you and Trace pissed. talk about yeah. that like throughout? His mom was freaking out up in the stands. <laughs> that you flopped. Yeah. Even though he was a notorious yeah, flopper. Yeah, notorious flop. And he'll say he's not, but he was bad. Wait, but did you flop for sure? I mean, I I mean, it was did a you? Little, it was a little flop. <laughs> But I never, I, I was, I never, I never took a charge. I hated taking charges. So <laughs> I saw the opportunity. And I took it. <laughs> but it didn't it seal the game that you, yeah, your third place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's great. You gotta like that. Eddie yeah. play. That's what I Eddie say. Play. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Beat him out his own game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So That's you were great. a multi-sport athlete in Townsend. Yeah. Um, and then you. You walk on to did you walk on yeah. to the Grizz? At what point in time? Um, Pod dog. You know, it's it's got to be like you're a small town dude. You're you're here playing for the Grizz, like this big program, and there's a lot of competition, right? There's like layers of dudes in front of you who are playing, who are next up for playing time, um, and you know people sometimes suffer from imposter syndrome a little bit. Mm-hmm. How far into your existence on the Grizz team did you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make it I'm gonna be good like I belong here Yeah, that's a thing. You, I just came in knowing like I didn't have ever have a big ego, but I feel like that's what like kids now they come in with such a big ego like oh I'm D one I'm gonna yeah. take your spot and all this and you like see him post on Twitter and stuff like it's like all right that's great but like your work's only just begun like when I first got here. I like told Trace because like that like the whole hazing thing isn't a thing anymore. But like those older guys like with Ben Wire and them, great people, well in the death. But like they put you in your place from day one. Like you walk in the locker room, all in that old, old locker room, all your stuff is just getting thrown into the pal. They call it the palace. So like you get palace for a while until you're a freshman for a while until you like fall camps over. But no, I mean you just, like when I went, I just kept my mouth clothes and just worked i mean i, I never like back talked the, the upperclassmen say anything to me i would do it mm-hmm. i mean i feel like that's how you kind of earn the upperclassmen's respect but it's different now i mean those guys fit in right away and but yeah you see those kids with the egos coming in you can't have an ego yeah. you just gotta keep your head down and grind well this season so many of them played <laughs> yeah those i mean younger kids it's amazing how many young yeah. guys played this yeah. year 
No, and what Coach Alex got going though, I feel like this last year's team was the closest I've ever been on. Even like the younger kids coming in, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody like fit in and got along pretty well. So it was cool to see. And I mean, you, everybody says that every year, but this truly was the closest I've ever been with the team. Well, from the outside, I think you could tell that. Yeah, that's easy to say, yeah. but I mean, so like you've probably seen kids come in that like have that ego going, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, you're you're like a stud, like coming out of high school or a transfer or something. Like, how have is, is it pretty quick? Like in winter conditioning or spring, that like that's gone, like it's just washed out. Of, or like, does it does it take some time? Or what have you seen? Like, yeah, just I guess it depends on side. when they come in. I mean, like you said, winter conditioning. I mean, day one, that's a shock to anybody <laughs> that's new to that. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, two and like the, like the guys too on the team won't really take any shit from from anybody that comes in with an ego like that too. Especially like in fall camp because there's fights. I mean. 15th practice of fall camp people are just pissed <laughs> off and don't want to be there they're fighting but Get i mean sick of hitting yeah I was gonna say, sick of hitting each other. yeah so i mean i feel like they learn right away like i'm not throwing anybody under the bus but sneed when he first came in bus i remember bus and him got into it in the oh yeah in, in the in the weight room oh okay no and there was something about his birthday in arizona or something <clears throat> oh like, yeah it was yeah, like yeah. the yeah yeah but yeah well, right. he was like came in right away and like was trying to be like the <laughs> captain i guess and uh, I, well, I love Snead to death, but yeah, then sure. him and Buzz oh, kind of yeah. got into it, and then after that, he mellowed out. And I mean, I love Snead, and he came. He was a great quarterback for he us. He earned but, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he earned it. So like guys like that get it. I mean, but yeah, there are some people that just don't get it. Because I mean, our recruiting class there was like thirty. So I had the biggest recruiting class, and there was four left in it when I that so was great. original. It just blows you away. Yeah, that seems pretty typical, right? Like by the time, mm-hmm. especially once you get to like those well fifth. Slash sixty-year seniors so, in your case, like was, very, very few guys left. Was that the year that Stitt's recruiting class was called the best in the nation? Yeah, yeah. that was the one. That was the and one. to only have four. There's like some of those kids. So well, that's, that's crazy. Crazy. Just like that also right. tells you about yeah. Recruiting. Who are the other guys? So obviously uh, you and then that was left. Yeah. So it was me, Od, yep. famous Od, yep. uh, <laughs> all American, <laughs> Sammy. Oh yeah. Okay. Beaver, Conlon. Yeah, and then I kind of count Danny because he came in. Sure. Yeah. After that, so I guess five. Yeah, but then yeah, Danny once yeah. yeah, I guess Samori left, but yeah, it's yeah. five. Wow, it's just, it's that's wild. what sucks about Samori too. He would he would have stayed if COVID if, if COVID, COVID hadn't happened. happened. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. he balled out though. I'm happy for him. I mean, he's probably he's gonna get a chance. Yeah, I mean, he, he did, will. He's good. Did good things in Nebraska. Yeah. So and I think his senior bowl went pretty well. I mean, too, he right? Yeah, he dominated the yeah. senior yeah. bowl. So. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those double-edged swords because you hate to see it, but then you're also happy for them because yeah, it's like yeah. it kind of validates. It's like, hey, we we have good talent here too, and this level is, you know, guys can come from this level and do this. I think about identifying, you know, these young players and anyone who play, pays attention to football, like beyond the, just the surface level. I know the starting quarterback or whatever. Um, they understand, like, you watch special teams to identify the future stars. And I remember we had a conversation yeah. about you when you were just breaking into special teams. And it was like, oh, my God, Jace Lewis, he's going he's gonna to end up being a really good player, we think. He's crushing it on special teams. Um, how do you guys view those opportunities? Like, it seems like you guys are so amped up for it. And but it's just special teams. Yeah. But then it's like this is your shot. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like? Can you talk about like the first time you walked onto the field to, to play a snap? 
yeah. like as, on special teams and like <laughs> what that feeling was. Well, know. I think the it comes from like the first time running out of the tunnel too yeah. for like the first yeah. time in like your first game to and you know you're gonna play. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, special teams when you're younger. I mean, even when you're older too, it's awesome. I mean, everybody, especially like the Grizzly special teams, you're watching because you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, they, they were crazy good at special teams last year with like Malik or punt yeah. team mm-hmm. blocking all those punts and everything kick return but now when you're playing special teams you i mean you you only get maybe 12 16 snaps a game so you're going all out on those 16 plays and want to make a play every time and you grade out they have grades and they give out shirts every week like biggest hit and and stuff so it's always cool to see where you line up on the board of like how you grade it out and stuff so i mean you always want to want to compete at a high level on there too that's cool i didn't know they did that well and that's the sl- the guy that brings out the sledgehammer right that, yeah that's dead that's for special teams players player of the week yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah and then they have like i didn't know that either or it's not is a player of the week or a special team special player teams player yeah of the week, so yeah. yeah the guy who carries out the i had no idea hammer <laughs> is this was the previous week's yeah special teams player of the week there you go wow okay you learned something i bet there's a lot of people who didn't know that i was gonna say that's the people yeah People learn something. Yeah. So thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that Eastern Washington picked mm-hmm. that up as well, but they came out with like a five-pound sledge where I think we have a 10-pound sledge. So it's <laughs> kind of funny. Speaking of Twitter and people doing things, Brent has started getting in a fight by subtweeting Eastern Washington whenever they roll out a new uh, – they copy us. They do everything we do with with their head coach. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, like well, their game day tradition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so when we went there, the, the captains were coming out, and they the team like that place. Yeah, is something else. We've yeah. all watched games yeah, we've there. Been, yeah. Yeah. we've um, all been there. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, my dad almost got into it with somebody in the stands and in the bathroom. But no, so they so they come out before us, and the captains us four Cam. Beaver and uh, Cook were walking out, and they're they have the helmet, you know, in the open end zone, right. and they're right before us, and we're walking out in the smoke, going. I like, I was like, shit, do I do I run through this when they <laughs> be, behind them? They crossed my mind. I almost did it too, but no, I didn't. Do that would have been kind of funny. Oh my god, I wanted to. No, yeah, they copy everything though. They do. Yeah, yeah. Because now number, they have a they legacy have, jersey yeah. now what, too. What number is it, four? five or four? Four, yeah. I think. Something like that. Yeah, one of their safeties yeah. had it. And their, their, their intro on the field is pretty much the same, right? And yeah. they do like a first down Eastern chant as well, too, mm-hmm. or something, don't they? And God, That turf is bad, too. Oh, it's ugly. I mean, my knees got shredded from there. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, like then, just the impact yeah. and stuff? And then throughout the season, they just never healed, so I was bleeding all over every time. Well, that's fun. Perfect. I don't think they've ever up it's, since they went. It's, it's old. The original red, I think. Yeah. I, don't I think, think they just No, you're right. Yeah, this year's is new. But yeah. is it? I thought they. I thought it's a little but bit. They had two, two fields. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's not as uh, recent as I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't pay that. But much aren't they raising money for? Well, they're trying to. They yeah. Yeah. remain a football program. Or a, yeah, we have good relationships with a lot of podcasters <laughs> yeah. in the Big Sky <laughs> Conference. We've gotten to know a lot of them. And yeah, they're hanging on. They're hanging on. They're trying, <laughs> but they're but they're really telling themselves they're doing good things. So you know, good for them. On that note, um, <laughs> so obviously the cats are a whole nother kind of dimension and we'll, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that rivalry and kind of what that means um my dogs love jace it's just can tell. You can i ate tell a meat here. stick before i came yeah <laughs> 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 just like all up on you um but uh maybe <clears throat> what do you think like th- there are some people including people in this room who you know subscribe to the whole you only have one rival 
but obviously there are games that matter the big sky like teams you want to beat and stuff like that so who are those other teams where you guys were like yeah this we want this one more or yeah i mean other than the cats yeah i would say eastern yeah i mean i after that when we lost them i mean i it like i don't know that one just hurt a lot worse than a lot sure. of the other ones that i had so when they came here i mean i think everybody's pretty fired up to play those guys again and just Especially with that kid talking all that, what he did and yeah. stuff. Right. Yes. Receiver. Yeah. Number one. Lily Moo Jones. Which, I mean, he was actually, like, on the field. I mean, I try, I was trying to talk some some trash to him, but he he was actually kind of nice at some points. <laughs> so, I don't know. He was, like, super nice on Twitter afterwards. Yeah. Too. Like, it was just like, oh, man. Like, like, his career, like, his college career was done yeah. at that point. So I remember there was a crack so toss or a screen or something, and the receiver dropped it, and he could have ear-holed me. But he let up, and he's like, yeah, you're old. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to do that to you. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I, I did not see him at all. <laughs> Wait, was it that game that you almost returned yes. a touchdown? Yeah. Can we talk about this? Well, we have to because we, people asked us about it. So, yeah. boy, the wind out there. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. Um, when we, after that game, like somebody tweeted at us this incredible – story yeah. narrative <laughs> i wish we could find it really quick but i don't know if it will be able to find it fast enough so it was the, it was some random guy sitting behind people he eventually figured out were your buddies yeah lifelong buddies lifelong buddies <laughs> and just him telling the story we were dying and then we talked about it on the pod and he clipped it and then your buddies started to be like oh no this is real yeah. we're the guys <laughs> so tell us about that i mean for the listeners who maybe don't remember yeah, give a shout out to your friends who are these guys uh colton briggs everybody calls him big rig for okay. his name, and then Easton Hatfield. I think my buddy Cameron Rouser was there, too. But, yeah. I mean, I've known those guys all my life, grew up with them since I was little. So, they're some of my best friends. I mean, they, the Big Rick, the one that was going to streak, he's – I don't think he missed only one game this year, but he was he's a loyal fan. He's always tweeting uh-huh. about the cats and yep. stuff. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but he, he's very he, loyal. He fit right in yeah. with the yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he's bummed he couldn't make it. <laughs> So, have you read the tweet story that we had here? I think I saw it, yeah. I'm gonna, just quickly, I'll read this. So, uh, uh, story on 37's fumble recovery that's too good not to share. Um, so, this is coming from Josh Sampson. Uh, I was sitting a few rows in front of what I assume were some of Jason's childhood friends. Early on, I overheard they were apparently an ongoing bet for three years running that if Jace scored on a pick six – uh, or some sort of turnover that one of them would have to streak across the field. Well, it happened almost. The play developed slowly enough for all of us to get insanely rowdy while the scoop and run started to take place. <clears throat> I turned up to look and the guy uh, at the guys and immediately knew which one was destined for glory. <laughs> His eyes were so wide with pure shock. You could tell he was probably thinking, oh, my God, I actually have to do this. Dude was making his way down the stairs with his shirt coming off. And, of course, the whole section was rocking. Uh, this get chopped up. Um, and the play, so I think must have got cut off, of course, then, you know, uh, fall short. Uh, and if, um, the fireworks go off and get tackled close to the goal line. Poor guy took a seat after the play ended <laughs> and kind of took a breath as if to say, I can't believe I almost had to do that. <laughs> I love that they're ride or die like that. Yeah. Like he was going yeah. to do this. So oh, what's the origin? Friend. Like how did, where, how did that come about? I was talking to him about it the other day. I think it was after like one of the first my redshirt year, like after one of those he came to one of those games and he just said like, "Hey man, if you ever 
I think a couple of my other buddies were there, and he probably was under the influence a little bit, maybe. <laughs> but no, but he, uh, yeah, he's like, if I, if you ever score, or I, I think some of my buddies like, if Jace ever scores, you got a streak, Big Rig, and he's like, all right, deal. <laughs> Do, do but think, he was honestly, I think he's going to do it because he because my buddies were like, yeah, he started stripping right when you grabbed it. <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, if you would have came down the field, what were you going to do? He's like, I was honestly was going to try to run and tackle you. Like, if I, <laughs> I could have got to you. Like, dude, that's a long way from the north end zone down to the south end zone. No, but I think he actually was going to do it. I mean, it sounds so like I would have. I would have loved to have seen, like, that interaction – you score, you're celebrating. You yes. don't know it yet. You probably won't know for 60, 70 yards that there's a naked human <laughs> streaking towards the pile of Grizz players celebrating. And then you turn, and he's within 30 yards, but it's taking forever. Yeah. He's gassed. Slow motion. He's gassed. Yeah. He and you're like, oh, my God, there's a nude guy running at me. And then you realize it's your buddy. Like, yeah. Do you hug that in? Like, yeah, I don't know. Chest him? bump him. I don't know. But you're not going to be violent. You know, no. you're just like, ah! <laughs> oh, that's made for movie stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. I just wish I could have been in the stands with my buddies when that was all going down. Because, I mean, they were like, yeah, everybody around there was just loving it. And so I was like, I mean, I guess. Like, we died when somebody gave us the story, and then we put it out and clipped it. and. I think it might be one, be one of those brought up things from this year when like random people talk to us about the pod. Oh my God, that story about Jace Lewis's yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the uh, uh, press box one day and some guy was in there. Is your friend really going to streak at that game? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun game. That, oh that, my God. That Eastern game was, yeah. Well, the stretch of the two. I mean, I know we're going to get more into, like, cats and yeah. stuff, yeah. but just the cat oh, yeah, game, week off, and the Eastern game. Just well, that three-week stretch. Let's just dive into those two. So, yeah. I mean, obviously you were here for, you know, we just talked about it, um, five and a half years, yeah. six six falls, um, which is just crazy. Yeah. And oh. time flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know when you, were, when you just said kids these days, and it actually is okay because you've been out of high school for six years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's actually legitimate. Um, and you know, we'll get into a little bit of that process and, and cut things like that, but, um, that, that two game stretch where, where, you know, beat the cats, had the week off and then had the night game against Eastern where we, we've talked about on the pod, like <clears throat> that as far as back to back games go, we can't think of two back to back atmospheres that mm-hmm. were as good as those. And for me, that, that cat game the way the stadium was shaking, I think is as loud as I've ever been in that stadium. So I guess tell us about just playing in those games and what yeah. what those experiences were like. Yeah. I I thought the easier I thought the easier game almost was louder. In some ways when, when Gavin hit that number one and that place was going crazy when it yeah. after he, after he yeah. got the targeting call. Mm-hmm. That that was that was well, that, that was like the pivotal like that it felt like at that point like Eastern's offense was kind of doing what they do. Yeah. And then Gavin like puts number one on his ass and they wind up well you get the personal foul but then they wind up right was there a turnover or? no so there no. was two personal fouls in a row yeah two in a row and then Robbie yeah. right yeah but so I think when those back. yeah when those both and the stadium was just going crazy nuts yeah but yeah I mean those games are like those two games I've been in some loud games but those two like I you couldn't even talk I was yelling at 
trying to yell at Pat and Marcus or like get the safeties <laughs> called. I it was it was hard to even talk in there. It was unreal. Those yeah. two games, I so loved cool. it. it was two coolest games I've ever played in my life. How nice. definitely said a QB club that um, it's like. Every once in a while, you do realize that the the fans being so loud when we're on defense actually hurts us too because yeah. we couldn't communicate <laughs> no. at all. Like um, the start of that Eastern game too was when they scored that long touchdown. Right. Yeah, that's part of the reason. It was so loud. Those guys on the my, the left side didn't get the get the call on that side, so it was just the wrong coverage over there. So the thing about that Eastern game, and and I actually I think I'd have to go back and listen, but I think we talked about. I think the Eastern game was the atmosphere that carried through it was yeah. was was better for the whole game for mm. whatever reason. The play against MSU when Ford picked up the the blocked field goal, yeah, that's as loud as yeah. I think the stadium's ever yeah. been. Yeah. But um, um, you know, I know that that you know people debate on whether fans should say we or anything like that, and we we recognize we're not part of the team, but. Uh, <laughs> No, you guys definitely helped. Though. We, the fans, also wanted to beat Eastern yeah. very badly. Yeah. Um, very badly. You know, night game. We, we all left work early. I was tailgating yeah. by like two o'clock out there. You know, I mean, that one was a lot of fun. Man. No, that was Such that fun. was bittersweet too. And then the student section had that big sheet that says in quotes, "We don't deserve a buy." Yeah, <laughs> all the players getting pictures with it. That was sick. That was, shout out to the the student section on that one. That was so sweet. And the student section all year was great. This year, the best I've ever seen it since I've been here. I would agree. I mean, they showed out. They made a, a lot. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, they were crazy every game. Yeah, big help. I mean, especially yeah. like right when you first came in, the student section, it was kind of like yeah, they, they show for cat game. They show for like. Maybe one other game. Yeah. But and then they almost happened. started selling the tickets for, yeah. like, Just they couldn't sell them. Yeah. yeah. So. But now, yeah, now you can't even get a student ticket. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's no, great that's to see sweet. It Shout yeah. out to them, though. I mean, yeah. that's, that's how awesome. it was when we were in college. Could, people used to wait in line. Remember, like, when it was cold, they would open the UC, and we would camp so, in the middle. Yeah, Sunday I've, night. I've never sat in the student section. It's crazy. Never? No. Because you've always had those yeah, north we, end we zone we sit tickets? in the front row of the north end zone, and I have my... Not my whole life, but a big chunk of it. So, nope, never joined well, you, you plebes in the student some, section. Some um, of us diehards, Michael. <laughs> Jeez, you just have to sleep in the UC on Sunday night to get tickets. Oh man, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this year's defense. There's, there's been a lot of, um, you know, people come up and they are like, oh, the, you know, this year's Grizz team had like an amazing defense and. You can line up stats, but it, I don't. I think it always falls short. It's like it's not, it doesn't feel good to compare, you know, twenty years ago to today. Teams' yeah. offenses are different and stuff. But undoubtedly, this year's defense um, was spectacular. One of the greatest. Can you can you sense? I don't know what it is like apprehension on the offense sometimes because you guys are like we're so dominant like. Do you get a feeling? I don't know. Like, I'm imagining you get a feeling because I get a feeling in the stands <laughs> watching you guys where I'm like, I don't know what this team's gonna do. Well, like the cat game, but right? It's, that, like that cat game is like they they're not gonna score a touchdown. Like they yeah. they can't move the ball. Like no matter what they do, and there was a lot of games this year and previous years too, but this year more. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm talking into here. Yep. But, yep. Where it's just like. Like as a defender, or you're just like these guys can't fucking move this ball. Yeah. yeah, it's like you guys get to dictate the terms yeah. of the game because you you were so talented and aggressive. Um, is that true, 
or am I like am I superimposing something that's not there? No, yeah, no, no, it definitely is. I mean, throughout every game too, you get a feel like you said though in that cat game, we're like, all right, these guys, they ain't, they're not going to run the ball on us, and they can't pass. So I mean, and I think feel like that does give the offense like a peace of mind, like all right, like we can just go take chunks of five to ten yards every play and just drive the ball down their throat. So I feel like that gave them a boost a lot of times. And I mean, there's some games though. I mean, obviously we struggled a little bit, but I mean. There's some bumps in the road, but yeah, I mean, you get the feeling, and I mean, Coach Bear, great defensive coordinator. Mm. I mean, he's he's a great dude, and all that whole defensive coaching staff. I mean, they work their butts off, and getting a, uh, oh, what's his? Coach? Uh, oh, the Bradford. the cor- yeah, Bradford, Bradford, the yeah, cornerbacks yeah, yeah. guy. Yep. Corners yeah, coach, he yeah. had them on on a straight line, and they they were great this year too. Getting him was huge, I think, for us in the secondary. I mean, yeah. Was, I don't know. Like, how far into the cat game? Because we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, when did. did you know? <laughs> the first drive. The first drive. You were like, yeah. oh, this is all they have. Yeah. Well, because we, I think we went, they went three and out right away. Oh, wait. And we, ta- we hit uh, the quarterback like twice in a row. Yep. And yep. they didn't move the ball at all. And then they – see, that's what I don't understand. All right? Yeah, yeah. All right, this is what I don't get, okay? So, the cats go in the playoffs – South Dakota State, our first game was pretty easy. South Dakota State, they don't. I don't know why you wouldn't watch our game film against them and do exactly what we did. Yeah, it makes because, no sense. Because if you did what we did, they wouldn't have ran the ball at all. And you, I mean, I don't know. He, he, that's just that's what, my opinion. I don't want to cut you off because you're no. here to talk. No, you're good. <laughs> they can't do what we did because they don't have they our don't have guys. We had. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> they don't have Jason. I mean, the fascinating thing is Ford. Alfonso like, though is a great player. He's he's a good uh, running uh-huh. back. He's a good running back. I'll give him that. And he was and he was playing banged up too. So yes, yeah, so yeah. talk talk more about what you see in the playoffs and you're like watching these teams play the Cats and you're like Jesus. Well, you look at our side of the bracket. I mean. I, we had a tough side. Yeah, tough side. Oh, yeah. Of I mean, it would have been sweet to be able to, to power through that whole side and mm. get to there. Because, I mean, played all the hardest teams to get there. Definitely. I mean, playing, like, I don't know, like watching all those, it's like, all right, like, it's got to be something, I don't know. James Madison was They're the good. second best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we They're talked good. about this. I mean, the, it, and, and clearly the way that that championship game played out, like, the semifinal game was the championship. Like North Dakota State and James Madison, evidently were the two, the two best teams. But the reality is that you know, Cam uh, and Sammy getting hurt really early, early. in that game. Yeah. I mean, it was already going to be tough on offense, and then that, you yeah, know, that doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's so, what it is. So after the first drive of the Cats, going to take you back. Yes. Yeah, what is it? What is it you? What is it that you feel or see or experience after the first drive? Is it just like the physicality and they're like they can't match us yeah like well that i think that's what's so di- and I don't, i've never been so fired up for a game <laughs> in my life for the cat game even my dad is like i, I could tell you're you want that pretty bad <laughs> but no yeah like def- after the first series once you get like the first play out you calm the nerves a little bit and you're like all right and everybody's grooving too i mean everybody's playing so well d-line was getting there and i mean yeah you can just I don't, you just get a sense of the game and the physicality like you said i mean we were just they didn't. They didn't like to get hits. I mean, we were just pounding them every play. Yeah, you get you get a feel for it pretty early. You put their quarterback in the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, benched him too. Yeah, well, just yeah. think about him and he quit. Well, he, he can throw. Just think about how good their team was. I, I, 
The Cats, well, they had two losses then. That was their second loss. They had one. We get, well, Wyoming and the Grizz. Yeah. This is yeah. their first FCS loss, their only conference loss. They're ranked in the top 10, and he fucking quits. <laughs> what? Yeah. And Tommy got hurt in the Yeah, in the, the championship. Chipper. So it's like you could have had your redemption Pretty story easy. right there. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Tommy for a second because, you know, we, you know, in in your real real day-to-day lives as a Montanan, you deal with cat fans. And um, <laughs> tolerate you, you, you tolerate, and, yeah. and some of them are convinced beyond anything rational that if Tommy had been the starting quarterback, that game would have been different. No, no, because no, thank you. <laughs> you. You watched him when he was in, yeah, and we knew what he, he was in for. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he, I'm pretty sure he had negative yards. Graves tackled him yep. almost in. Yeah, yeah, we turn we turn that one into a gif. I mean, yeah, like he and I mean, from he was in again. I think he had to have had negative rushing against us, and he could only he could only throw the the ten yard hitch just like their other court. What what's their other court? McKay. McKay. McKay, yeah, he could only throw that or a go. So I mean, we, the game plan was pretty set, and they. Yep. I think if he would have played, it would have been even. I would have loved that even more. All well, right, one of my what I thought favorite moments about that game is when. They were out of cards to play, and they put in Troy Anderson, right. and you fucking smacked him in the mouth. <laughs> That's right. But it was it was when he was lead blocking, right? Yeah. For what was it? Some sort of option play or something? I think they or just ran like it? a. Fonte got it. It was like a yeah, read option or something. He, he or turned sweep. his back to you, right? Well, he, he tried to block me. I hit him, and he kind of turned, and I just sh- I sh- shoved him down. <laughs> Did you say anything? Nah, to him? I was talking some shit. <laughs> Wait, he's a, I, Troy's a nice kid though, but no, he's a good dude. Yeah, but no, yeah, I was definitely talking some shit the whole game. Yeah, we, I usually don't we talk collectively trash. enjoyed yeah. that moment. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> so Tommy did finish with uh, a net of twenty-seven yards. Oh, he did in that game. He must have. Yeah, he had a. Well, he had the, there was oh, a one drive a where they hit run. some runs. He had a fourteen. He had a fourteen yard first run. drive, yeah. and, and then, it was like you guys made one adjustment. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. There was some adjustment after that drive, and like because there was a tell or something. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, somebody missed the. Uh, yeah, somebody just didn't come off the edge on that play. Whatever. What, what was different about that game? Like you said, your dad noticed. Like I don't know. I was just fired up. I didn't. Did you wake to... up early? Did you? Can yeah. you sleep before? I'm a game not gonna like lie. That? I'm not supposed to drink coffee on on game days. <laughs> but I woke up, had myself a cup of coffee, and I was fired up. I honestly couldn't even sleep, but I was fired up. You're and not I supposed could've... to have coffee. No. No, you can't have coffee on game days. Wait, something like caffeine. Well, well like, there's an NCAA level of caffeine you can have in your blood, yeah. technically. Yeah, but like pre-workout. I had no stuff. idea. But caffeine's good for performance, though. Well, I take I take like amino energy before games and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some yeah, caffeine yeah. and stuff, and smelling salts. <laughs> do you do the smelling salts? Yeah. <laughs> you got to. The smelling salts are a must. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a great segue because one of the questions we usually get whenever we interview a former player is kind of walk us through your game day. So walk walk our listeners through kind of what what your normal, let's just say, home game day is. What's your routine? From waking up till one. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to go is it, every day. Is it hard to sleep the night before a game? It dep- I mean, every game I kind of get nervous for, but the Cats game and the uh, Eastern game were probably the two I didn't sleep the most. But I always take, like, melatonin or something to mm-hmm. try to make me go to bed early. Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. man, Pat, goes to bed about 8 every night. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, I probably, I wake up, shower, 
get a cup of coffee if it's a home game. And then me, OD, and Pat drive to the school together, go eat our pregame meal. Then we walk back to the the, uh, Champion Center. I go to uh, Chapel, Mm -hmm. have the team meeting, defensive meeting, or defensive meeting, then team meeting, Grizz walk. Then I go in the locker room, get all my stuff kind of ready, put some shorts on, get taped, go stretch out, roll out, get my shoulders feeling right. And then, I mean, I just started getting dressed. And then... So, do you have things? So, do you have any sort of like like ritual or like uh, I always wear like these socks or this shirt? Like we talked about this before. Super like us is like superstitions, and so like for me, I had this like old Montana football. Uh, every time I wore it in Washington Grizzly Grizz one, but then if I wore it when they but then I had a newer Nike one with like the stripes, like the sideline one. Yeah. And I wore that for the Sac State homecoming game. And so after that, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, it, like I, I'm not wearing this anymore on game days. Did, did you have, do you have anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of superstitious like that too. I mean, I always put my, <laughs> oh, it sounds weird, but I'll put my left sock on first. Yeah, no. before, <laughs> and then my right one, then my left shoe, and then it's my important. right one. <laughs> and, then like, and then Pat and I always would, cause we both had shoulder braces. So we'd always help each other put our jerseys and get, and then, because those shoulder braces kind of they're hard to do by yourself. Yep. Okay. yep. Yeah. So I would do his. He would do mine. It was kind of a thing before. Then I'd always have the same trainer tape my arms and stuff too. But like other than that, and then I'd do like the same stretch before every game and stuff like that. Nice. And pray, obviously. But mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For every game. <laughs> and then smelling salts, of course. Yes. I love and then that. I'd it always was... run out in the back. Okay. I always would run out in the back. That was except for this year. Because I would be on the that's right on the field for the captains. Right. Yeah. But do you do smelling salts before you lift? I've heard people do no. that before maxes. Yeah, people do. I've never done that. But we got these ones this year. You put a little bit of water in them and you shake it. Wow. <laughs> they were pretty gnarly. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it just like a burst? Or yeah, I mean it burn. It... It's like a good burn, but it like gets your it just gets you kind of fired up. Yeah. I guess. Let's do them before the next pod. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't think I've ever done smelling salts. So let's keep going here. Um, uh, who were your roommates throughout your time? Like who'd you who'd you who was your roommates a freshman, and then kind of go from there? So I roomed with Trace. I was my freshman year in the dorms. Craig, they just tore that hall down. Right. Kind of, yeah, you know, your wings gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of depressing. You know, I was just talking to him about it, but no. Then after that, I lived uh, with Jed Nagler and Danny Burton okay. and Trace. Yep. Mm. And then after that, I lived with uh, Trace again. And then now I live with OD and Pat okay. for a while. So Who's the messiest roommate? Jared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By far. That's a quick answer. So, so Pat's going to have to find new roommates. Is that going to be uh, difficult for him? Like, is he a popular guy or? No, yeah, he's well liked. But no, I think he's just going to take over the lease and just keep it. Maybe his girlfriend will move in with him. Oh, hey, there you go. Hey, we're breaking news on the Grease Fan Pod now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't move in with your girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) So so going back to your recruiting and and kind of that that part of your career, um, obviously you came in and and Coach Stitt was here. And then... Mm -hmm. um, you know, Coach Hawk, this was – I mean, t- you, you technically played your sophomore, your junior, and your senior seasons 
with, with Coach Howell. Yeah, right? yeah. So what was that transition like? And you don't need to go into any details. You don't want to, but kind of kind of just curious, you know, coaching changes you hear. Like, obviously, there's a lot of turnover for there would only be four of the yeah. 30 kids you signed with still on the team. Yeah. What was that transition like? No, it was it was different. I mean, it was hard too. I remember I remember kind of going through it that first spring ball because I mean they were just trying to weed people out and I mean just be really hard on people. So, but I, I remember going through it because I was like four string at one time in spring ball. So, so I was like, ah, did I really even like cut out? Like I just like started to question a lot of like you know. So I like mentally I wasn't there that spring ball, and then Coach Bear was super hard on me. But then, like, come fall camp and stuff, I mean, things started to turn around a little bit. But it, that coaching change was hard. There was a huge difference right. in a lot of things. I mean, weight yeah. room practices were a lot more physical. And, I mean, so I, it was an adjustment to get used to. But I think once you got used to it and got the right mentality for it, 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 it was fine. Mm-hmm. What um, What is that kind of like as a player? When, you know, it's like you obviously have no control over it, the guy you signed with, you know. I assume some administrator just kind of comes into a team meeting and is like, hey, you know, we're moving on from Coach Stitt and his staff. What are you guys thinking then? Because, I mean, obviously I, the rumors were almost immediate that it was yeah. going to be Coach Houck, so maybe yeah. that's a little bit different. But Yeah, no, it was, it was weird. I mean, we have like an app and they got a message say team meeting tomorrow at like 7. And then they like they told us that and they didn't know who was – I think Coach Germer was the interim head coach yeah, for – like a couple months or something so and then i think we went on break and then they announced it but yeah it was weird i mean we all knew i think too we're like oh it's gonna be it's gonna be coach how and i think a lot of the teammates were fired up about it i mean everybody was excited and ready for well and being a montana kid it's like obviously you you know that name was familiar yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no exactly how did he introduce himself to you guys like did you have like a big team meeting was it yeah like- we had a team meeting he came in high probably and then he yeah i mean he just inserted inserted what he wanted to do we went through his manual was that the one where it's like there was like media was there and then like yeah and then he told him to get told out. everybody to leave yeah, and yeah, then yeah. just talk to you guys yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah so he has a manual huh yeah i think everybody had a manual yeah probably i think every team does i'd be just real curious it's just it's Coach just like manual like says. it's paul i don't know yeah. just like his thing you know I'm surprised it doesn't say manifesto. This <laughs> <laughs> is to have doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mick Delaney had a manual, and it said, like, don't be an asshole on the front of it or something. Like, everybody got that that's manual funny. or something. <laughs> Mick, Mick Delaney also wouldn't let his kids do social media. So. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, all right, so then, you know, you go to spring ball, and, and you know, you're lower down on the depth chart. But obviously, yeah. you know, you stuck with it. Um what would you say kind of Coach Houck and this staff? Because obviously, you know, impact is a lot bigger than just a head coach when it comes to, to the players because you're working with your position coach and stuff like that. So what would you say that transition had on your career? I'd say Coach Bear. I mean, I feel like yeah. he's the reason where I got to where I got was mm-hmm. because of him and, and Coach Nicholson, the old strength coach. Those two guys, I mean, they are always there for me, players, coaches. I mean, and loved us. Mm-hmm. And and the guys around me, too, yeah. the whole time, too, pushing me. But, no, Coach Bear developed me. I mean, he was so hard on me at first, but he, I think he just saw something in me to try to get me to where I was at my full potential. So I think that was kind of cool looking back and, and realizing, you know, he, just, he was doing that because he saw something in me. Yeah. From a technical standpoint, what are like what's something that changed in you as a linebacker? 
Like I'd say physicality. I mean, hmm. I feel like that's the biggest thing coming out of high school is players are timid. Yeah. And I guess I just started giving up my body a lot more and just. Well, it's what not you said caring. in basketball. You didn't like to take the charge. Yeah. And that surprised me because you turned into a really physical linebacker. Yeah. So yeah. Just surprised me. Well, that's the thing too. Like if you're not physical, you're not willing to hit and use your hands. You know, you're not going to play. So I mean, that's the, that's the biggest turnaround and stuff for that. Sometimes I wonder what it's like. Um, you know, because you're a big human, but you're also taking on bigger humans, right? Like yeah. guys who are 6'4", have 75 pounds on you, and they're, like, trying to fill up your space. How, yeah. how the fuck does that work? No, how I, do you do that? I swear, it's Coach Bear. We just worked on our hands every day hands. and getting off blocks. And I, I yeah. think it shows a lot of the time, like, when we're blitzing or taking on blocks that just – I mean, you see some old linemen's heads going back, and you're getting off blocks pretty fast. That's one thing we just grinded on every day and got a lot better at over the years. I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe I heard it from you, Brent. <laughs> Something Maybe. about your ability to blitz being um, sort of extra level. Now, and I, I, you're a humble human. I can sense this, like, just from the brief time we've had together. <laughs> but, like, what do you do? That is like better than the average linebacker, because <laughs> we've heard. Yeah, is it? I, I can't remember. Help me out. I felt like we've talked about this before, though. Yeah. How good you are at blitzing and like getting into the gap, using your hands, getting blocks off you. But like, what is it? Do you think on a you know try to be um, not so humble just for a second <laughs> and say like what makes you you? No, I mean. I feel like aiming po- like when you're blitzing, the aiming points are big. So setting up like an O lineman and then coming back in on them and being able to swipe their hands, I feel like that's what got me a lot through. Yeah, like the line of scrimmage and stuff. I mean, there's occasionally sometimes you get eaten up by a double team or something like that. But no, I feel like I just understood how to blitz and set a block up to get by them. Well, and and, and I guess to keep coming too. Like a lot of guys will just blitz and kind of get stop. blocked and just stop. Yeah. But I feel like like Marcus and Pat and I mean the younger guys they're they're starting to, I mean they got it last year and they're getting amazing at it too. So I mean that's one thing we grind on too is just blitzes. We'll spend hours watching blitzes. And, hey, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Where's your aiming point? Like the amount of film we watched over the last year of like COVID and stuff was unreal. But <laughs> so I was like pretty excited for a season to come. But no, just aiming points and stuff is. And physicality, too, I guess. So, hypothetical. You go back to Townsend and become um, – you take whatever job you want as, you know, a crop adjuster, a rancher, whatever, and someone is going to no doubt shoot you a call and say, Chase, why don't you come be the D coordinator for the football <laughs> team and pretend for a minute you say, all right, I'll, I'll try this out. Like, you're going to be the coach bear for, like – the Townsend <laughs> football team. Is that what you're going to teach them? Is like, how do you set up your blitz? How do you use your hands? And how do you give up your body? Yeah. Like, are those like the three pillars of like, yeah, I feel like that's nasty th- linebacker. Well, Coach Barrett gave me, give me crap that I said, <laughs> said those three things because I, he's like, what did you learn? And I told him that. And he's like, oh, that's it. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, obviously a lot more, but I mean, like, to be the player I am and the knowledge, I guess, too. But no, yeah, I, I would love to go back and coach. Definitely not D coordinator, but just like an assistant, just you know, just to help out. Position coach. I did go back and help like their camps and stuff oh, a nice. little bit here and there, but I think that would be fun. 
Awesome. But yeah, grind them on the, how, on the using their hands. How do you convince someone to be more physical? See, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, well, I guess I guess like in college, I mean, if you're not, you're gonna not never play. So I mean, I guess that's a big enough incentive, incentive to maybe start being physical. Yeah. Perfect. Think about it until the end of the pod, and then you can talk to James because we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's so hard to train someone. Oh like, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like some people either have it or they don't, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think there definitely comes to a point where that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you can train people to become, I mean, super physical and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like you either want to or you don't. But I'm even thinking how hard it might be is that there are high school standouts that get opportunities to to be a part of the Grizz football team who never figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like, <laughs> you know, if you're like, oh, I'm a high school kid and I got to, you know, try to take a shot at the next level, like some of the ones who do get a shot don't ever learn how to be physical. Yeah. I That's kind of like, weird. I feel like you're too newly a former player at this point for us to talk about, like, the guys that didn't make it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we've had, like, former players on, like Andrew Schmidt is one who played for half the first time around. Mm. And he's got all kinds of stories about just how they wash guys. Clearly, out of the you mentioned yeah. it with like the first set of practices when, yeah. when Coach Houck's staff came on board. Like yeah. they're trying to weed people out. But when when did you kind of recognize? Because you've mentioned Coach Bear a couple times, and he, you look at the staff, and there's some talented guys who have been a lot of places. But he, as yeah. far as D coordinators go, is probably he's head coach in Notre Dame for a while. Well, yeah, he was yeah. interim head coach in Notre Dame. He's probably the most decorated guy that's ever held that position yeah. you know way overqualified to be the d coordinator here so when in that new staff did you kind of recognize like holy shit like these some of these guys really know what they're talking about yeah i think it was i mean coach bear for sure i mean because we'd have meetings for him and with him and i remember just treading going into those things because like we all didn't know anything <laughs> put in a new playbook we're trying to learn it and like every time it was just like our right, just getting yet I mean <laughs> like I mean coach. Yeah. But then we everybody started picking up and I'll never forget he called me. It was fall camp with Bus and them there still. And Bus was kinda of banged up and he called me. He's like, Hey, you're gonna cause I, I kinda had an all right fall camp, but I still wasn't sure, you know, I'll probably be playing special teams, won't play a lot. Mm-hmm. But he called me, he's like, Hey, I think you're gonna start the first game, so be ready. So after that point I was like, Okay, like he trusts me. He believes in me. He's put his faith in me. Like, I think I can do it. So, I mean, from then on, I feel like that bond only got stronger throughout. But, yeah, I don't know. As fans and boosters, I have seen Coach Bear smile twice. <laughs> have you seen him smile? Yeah, we get <laughs> – yeah, he, love, he loves – that's one thing about him, too. Like, our group this year, our linebacker group, he loved us. So, I think that's the thing that's been different, too, is, like, he's, like – he. Like thoroughly enjoyed going to meetings with us, would yeah. joke around with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot the shit. I mean, he was like a friend to every one of us. So I mean, that's that's the coolest thing I've seen since I've been here. I mean, he's a great dude, and all the guys love him. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> and the meetings with him too are just is, are fun too. Everybody, everybody's just flocking each other's shit and stuff. And... I mean, hard to argue with the results, right? Yeah. I want to take this a little different direction for, for a minute. <laughs> I think about this a lot. Just I work on campus. And I observe student athletes 
um, going, you know, here and there. And we all did this when we were students, right? But me going on like two decades. I mean, some of us left campus, you know. (laughs) I never left campus, Michael. (laughs) Foods is still amazing. Um, No, I, I think a lot about what it's like to be a student athlete versus what it's like to be a regular student. And you guys walk around, and you, like, literally, well, you guys look different because you're huge, strong, athletic humans, right? <laughs> like, that person probably is on a scholarship. Yeah. But also, you guys have, you know, like, you guys are wearing Grizz apparel. You've got, like, backpacks with little tags on them, and, you know, people walking behind you can kind of, like, who, who is yeah. that? You know, like... Is it weird to not be able to shut that off? Like, to go on campus and be like, I'm not just a student. I'm a Grizz athlete. Yeah, I mean, it, it is weird. Because, like, me, I don't like I don't like a lot of attention. So I kind of always, like, like to live under the radar a little bit, I guess. So, But, no, it is, it is, it's kind of hard to get, adjust to when you first get there. But I feel like there's also a lot of, like, I wouldn't say like hatred, but like resentment towards like student athletes in a way because they think mm-hmm. everybody thinks like, oh, you get it so easy, like all this stuff. But it's like, all right, you're not lifting at five in the morning. You don't have class for three hours a day. You don't have football for four hours a day. Have to go home, make meal, study, do homework, and then repeat it every day. So it's like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand is the time commitment of being a student athlete. It's a full-time job. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to get your study hall hours in, mm-hmm. meetings. I mean, it's something you either got to, like, learn to do or – like, that's another yeah. thing. Like, kids just – or play, players don't get that aspect of it either and fall behind. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, like, like, the pressure, too, like, your random everyday student isn't going to make the paper or make the message boards or, yeah. like, if they – trip up make a mistake or if something yeah, if happens they they're DUI, not a public scrutiny yeah. you know, and obviously so. you don't like you want there to be accountability and, and there is and yeah. And, oh, yeah you know we've the program's gone through the ups and lows of that but you know I think that it's you, you use the word resentment and it's interesting because I, I think a lot of it's a mis, misplaced or misunderstood resentment but yeah. you know also at a time when enrollment's falling and they're cutting a lot of things like you know some students get frustrated and I think that people don't necessarily understand the funding aspect, but it's like Britt and I have both done stints on the GSA board. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it, yeah. it's so much of this is, is, you know, fan engagement and fan support. And, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just wonder what it'd be like to be an athlete at like Portland State where not only does nobody care, but it's like half the time they talk about cutting the program, you know? Yeah. 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 I can imagine going to, I mean, going to school like that or, having the fear of your program going down right. or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think your instinct's wrong, though. I do think there's real resentment from yeah. particular sectors on campus. As Mike alluded to, the funding mechanisms really are set up at the, the University of Montana, at least, to not take a lot away from ath- academics. It's like the the best deal a university at the FCS level's ever encountered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Maybe, and as a footnote to this, go check out what James Madison students pay uh, yeah. for it's their unbelievable. program. Um, <laughs> well, their coach makes a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just a whole lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, I'm just like, you guys sit in classes, and it's like everyone looks at you probably thinking, like, not that's just another student, that's a student athlete. And, like, mm-hmm. everywhere you go, you're, you're a student athlete, whereas, you know, we never experienced that. Like, we were just students that were sort of pseudo-anonymous. 
It'd be just, it's just I, I don't know what I'm trying to get you to talk about right now. I just think it's a strange parallel universe in which... Well, com- let's do it this way. Compare and contrast kind of being a student at UM, being a ath- student athlete at UM in Missoula to kind of your hometown and high school and kind of... Because, I mean, obviously, those are two different places. Yeah, well... We're both in Montana, but they're different yeah, places. Yeah. But I guess in Townsend, though... I mean, my parents grew up there and stuff too. So, like, everybody knows everybody. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's a yeah. little. Or some of so, you, I mean, some of you it's guys more were, like a, yeah. on a personal basis there. So, I mean, I mean, you're going through. I know like all the teachers. My mom's a teacher, so she's knowing everything I'm doing. I guess so. I'm under. <laughs> I guess I'm under a spotlight there too. Yeah. So I can't. Because you weren't getting away with anything. No, as no. Because if I did something, my mom, time. as soon as I got home, oh, you did this. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. She'd be getting an email. So I guess I don't know. Like for me. It was, I mean, I guess there's a correlation to high school and, and uh, college, kind of like that. Because I mean, you do something in college too, Coach Houck's knowing, and you're mm-hmm. you're getting disciplined somehow. But will you get recognized at Walmart? You know, like dressed like you are. Like, will people be like so once in a while? Can you tell people recognize you when they don't say hi? They're like, yeah, because I, I I started working out at like a gym, Access Fitness. And a couple of people have just like stared at me. I was like, oh, <laughs> like please don't talk to me. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, but I just want to do my work. Yeah, I can but, tell by the way you were squatting. You wanted me to come talk yeah, to you about yeah. your career the at the University of Montana. Me, the way you looked at me through the mirror. <laughs> no, yeah, every once in a while. But I feel like certain players get a lot more. Like I don't know, because I, I, I live under the radar. I don't, I don't know, like. I just don't like the attention, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing. I mean, yeah, it's better than the alternative for athletes, in my opinion. Because it's like you just, in the in the social media era. I know. mean, I'm on social media, but I'm, I'm not like. But you're not out there. Yeah. Um, stirring things up. Yeah. Just posting dog hunting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Only the good stuff. Yeah. Um, talk to us for a few minutes about what it, me, what it meant to you to be in that legacy of number 37. Yeah. No, it was, it was awesome, especially especially getting it handed down by Jesse. Mm-hmm. It meant that much more to me. And I feel like as a Montana kid, too, you always grow up looking at all those guys. I'm like, wow, that would that be sweet to be to be one of those guys one day and get recognized, get the legacy number. So, I mean, receiving that, and it, it was a huge honor, I think, in my career. And it's just it goes to show you that your hard work paid off. But uh, it, it was super cool. How did you find out? Uh, he called me, uh, it would have been last, like, March or February maybe, and mm-hmm. told me, hey, I want you to have it. You deserve it. And went through that. So that was pretty cool to get that call and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So then do you get to tell the coaching staff that you got it, or does he in parallel tell the coaching staff? No, I, he, I think he let Coach Houck and Tabor know and stuff too. Like here, I picked Jace. Nice. But it's your, like it was his call. Yeah. And it's your call now, right? Yeah. Nice. Is, That's is pretty it, cool. Is it like a fraternity? Like, do you like all the 37s? Like, Yeah, I know I know most of them. I mean, Featherston, I, I go mm-hmm. horn, sure. shed hunting with him. And, Fan of the pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Featherston and I, we go hunting together, and, and I think we're going to start going a lot more now that I'm done. So I've, I've known him for a long time. He went to college with my cousins and stuff, so sure. I've known him for a while. Well, and he's right there in Helena, so yeah, yeah. not too far apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you, did you ever consider getting a tattoo? 
I did, honestly, but I, I'm too scared of needles. I hate needles. I hate them. I thought about it's it. It's a good answer. Yeah, I, I don't have any tattoos. I probably My will eventually. Yeah. Body's a temple. Oh, yeah. that. I say that as I drink another yeah. beer. Count <laughs> six beers her. during the recording here. Yeah. But if I was the 37, I'd be like, I'm going to put this on my body. No, I think I will eventually, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Once I build the courage up to do it. So what do you think? Because like over time, the the type of player that they've that the 37 has chosen has changed a little bit because it used to be and there's no guidelines, but it seems like it used to be where they try to identify a young guy who'd wear it for a few years. Yeah. But then it seems like the last several have been one, maybe two years max guys. Yeah. Um, I think from like what Featherston up to like Trip. Yeah. Only had yeah. It for Kidder had it for two. Jesse had it for two. Mm-hmm. Tucker only had it for one. I, I'll, Tucker too. I, I know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. I played against him in, in high school. Oh sure. And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to that, to that and I'm not going to ask you who you're going to hand it to because this isn't the place yeah. for you to have to be put on the spot there. But what um, what are your criteria as far as like what's important to you and who you're going to hand that off to? Because I think we could come up with a handful of candidates each and be like, hey, these are great guys. So like, what's yeah. what what are you kind of looking for? I mean, I feel like the blue collar work ethic is a big part of it. And, mm-hmm. and and coming from Montana too, and, and graduating from from high school and stuff, and like knowing, you know, I mean, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's, that's this is a hard. So I don't, it's hard to explain, I guess, because yep. you're around these guys every day and you know what they're capable of, how hard they work, what they give to the team and stuff like that. So, so I mean, it, it puts you in a hard place, yeah, for sure. So, does anybody politic for it? Uh, I don't, I don't you don't know, have to say names, I, but no, I don't know if there's a lot of politics in going into it. I kind of hope not. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. But it's like you could see people like that's a goal of mine. I just like know? I don't want people to be mad. I guess like anybody you pick, somebody's gonna be upset about it. I guess in a way. So I guess that's the hard part of it. But yeah, I but I could speak on behalf of the fan base by saying, do whatever you want. No, don't, yeah. don't worry if anyone's gonna be mad. I mean, yeah. I just flush that right. Yeah, out. no, I, I don't. Really, I don't care about everybody else's opinion. I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is but, yours. You, yeah. you earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's a big responsibility. I can, oh, yeah. I could totally understand what goes into that. Yeah. Whoever gets it, it'll be in good hands. But nice. So if they do, they pressure you at all to be like, hey, let us know, or is it completely like? Hey, just when you're ready, we need to know before fall. See, I have no idea how that works. Fascinating. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. it is such a big deal to the marketing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like this matters. So I always wonder. Yeah, no, I don't know how that works. Because usually they did it in the spring. But then. Yeah, I mean, was, like part of the Yeah, spring. but I think that was due to like COVID, COVID and stuff. stuff. Too. And it was kind of like playing playing games that actually counted in the spring versus yeah. like a spring game and stuff like that. I have an idea. Uh oh. <laughs> this is not something I believe you're gonna naturally be into. <laughs> nor Coach Hauk. <laughs> it's not a good start. But I think it would be really fun and it would garner a ton of attention. Which is why I don't think you or Hauk would be into it. Are you familiar with the format of The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> 
And Start you, a Grizz fan pod bachelor. There we go. <laughs> You're like, I tell you, I'll tell you what, it's not this guy. It's a reality you do, show. You do oh not God. get the jersey, yeah. and then you whittle it down and you use it as a roast of the guy. Of some of the guys, <laughs> the Grizz marketing would go up with that. Oh man, right? This is great. You got an idea? Yeah. Right. See, they need to add us as an arm and just give us access to the Montana ESPN Plus channel in the offseason because yeah. this is two pods in a row where we've created some yeah. great damn ideas. ideas. Yeah. I'm full of bad ideas. <laughs> Half-baked ideas. <laughs> but it'd be fun up until like the last five dudes and who are like real serious. You know, it gets real serious but then you just turn it into like talking about all the good traits about the person who becomes the dude. But it would be awesome to roast all the guys who are clearly not going to get it. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be so fun! You just have like these freshmen come up, thinking they're gonna get it, and you'd be yeah. like, just completely crush their hopes in yeah, front of exactly. everybody. <laughs> Not with that haircut. <laughs> All right, so um, kind of a cool thing, um, uh, you know that that we saw today is it appears that uh, one of your parents posted a thank you note on Egris. To Grizz Nation. Oh, really? Your face shows me that you did not know this. But it's really sweet. And it just kind of genuinely talked about, you know, being the parent of a football player and, and yeah. um, you know, kind of appreciating the experience and the love and support. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your family and kind of what, what their support has made, meant to you to get here and, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, my mom, very kind hearted lady, but no, my whole family, <laughs> I mean, from my grandparents to my aunt and uncle, Rob, Michelle, Tori, Tara, Shana, all those guys, my cousins and stuff. I mean, they, those guys, and my uncle Mitch, he's from Hong Kong. He didn't miss a game this year. He, really? he has a house in Townsend. But yeah, he he came over, stayed the whole season, so it was cool to have him ah, here. And nice. my grandparents too came come to like three or four games a year, so it was cool to get them there. Nice. But my growing up, my family is super supportive of me, whatever I wanted to do. My dad, my sister, and and her husband. I mean, I could go through the list of yeah. all my family, <laughs> yeah, no, but sorry. I mean, they're all all super supportive of me. So who sits in section one hundred and three? That's the one little clue we got. I mean, it's, Which, where's, I know. where's one? Is one hundred three? Uh, one hundred three right? would be. Uh, oh, that's kind of where the parents. That's where all the. That's where like family is, right? So is one hundred three uh, just to the right of that? Yeah. So yeah, that's it, my, I think that's the, a, it's a north northwest side, right? Because one hundred five so right is behind middle, our bench. So you're kind of moving to the visitor tunnel, like four three, like two sections over from the center. So probably thirty five yard line north visitor side. Visitor. Oh, right above them. Yeah. Oh, that's my parents. Okay. Yeah, right. they, they had season tickets right there. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, too. My I was just talking to my dad my mom and my sister and her husband about that, the cat game, because that was, what, at 11? So they got there pretty early, like 8.30. My dad was just – because they parked over kind of by uh, the UC and the tailgate with my aunt yeah. and uncle and cousins uh-huh. and stuff. But my dad, I guess, was sitting there. He's like, well, I'm going to crack a beer. It was like 8.30 in the morning. And I guess they just all started drinking that early. It was pretty funny. Uh, that everybody else. No, they're diehard fans. And my Uncle Rob, too. I mean, I don't think he he's, hasn't missed it. I mean, he's diehard, diehard Grizz fan. So. Nice. So you said, was it, you said your Uncle Mitch is in, was, is in Hong Kong? Yeah. was here all season? Yeah. So basically kind of your family's got a lot of big Grizz fans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and also kind of understood like, hey, this has been something special and it's your senior year. And yeah. They all showed up to be a part of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's my parents awesome. traveled awesome. to a lot of games this year and my sister too. So it was, it was cool to have them all there and, and yeah, most of the games anyway. That's that awesome. is awesome. Yeah. Now, is your sister in town? Uh, she lives out in Frenchtown, but she is a counselor at Russell. Okay, because when we were yes. messaging back yeah. and forth about being on the pod, yeah, you mentioned it one time. So you had you have some family kind of here too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. What is? What's it like? I'm I'm totally gonna change directions <laughs> again. 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 No. That's why we don't have a table. You, you doing mustache right? marsh? <laughs> <laughs> And it's not even March. Mustaches? <laughs> or, uh, I'm going to get mine going. Yeah. I, I should have sent you a, a picture saying, like, shave the goat, dude. I should have. Watch March 1st here, so it'll be there. See, the mustache is a lifestyle. Yeah, Bigger, my friend, thinks his is better than mine, but, but mine's definitely better. I think that somebody asked us a question about your mustache. Yeah, so, that, was, that was my buddy. Bigger. So, yeah, Colton Briggs. Yeah, yeah Colton Briggs. Who's mustache? Yeah. Who's Does better between him mustache? and his high school friend? He's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, up here. I started the mustache uh, ironically, but like it literally figuratively grew on me. I don't know. Just happened out of nowhere. And then what was great is so this. which one's Colton? Far right or far, far left one? But that that picture's old. That might have been one of the games that we made the bet at. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, copper jersey. Yeah. What was that was my friend. That was my sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. Got to keep that too. Are those all Townsend guys? Yeah, all of them are. That's pretty cool though. That you got a good group of yeah. buddies from Townsend. I got some They're all good friends that come up to games and stuff. Yeah, invested in your success, yeah. and that's awesome. It's it kind of seems to be like a small town Montana trait because like Shelby, Montana. Luke is the local celebrity of Shelby right now. Yeah. Well, if you're from a small, it's like seven yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? But Montana's three degrees of Kevin Bacon, and if you're from a small town. Like you grow up, and all the other towns that you play against, they're they're the enemy. Like, yeah. screw those guys. <laughs> and then you like get to college, and you realize, wait, we're the same type of person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Why do we spend all those years hating each other? We're the same dude who's into the same stuff. And so, well, whereas like Missoula is a population, you know. X times bigger, mm-hmm. and you guys have all your kids locally. Rural Montana by region, it's like one big town, but it's just yeah. spread out. Multiple counties. Like if you could yeah. consolidate all of the what what B is Townsend in? We the seven B or uh, uh, the five uh, B. The five B. Yeah. Like if you brought in all of the all of the five B into one town, it would be like Missoula. You know, with like the athletes and the, and the okay. number of kids and stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, we're friends with we're, we're all friends, but there's something about being from a small place that makes you feel a little more affinity. Yeah, you just get it. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, it, obviously, you know, players from small towns in Montana are uh, you know dotted throughout the history of Montana football as being hugely impactful because it's, I mean, it's one of the ways that a place like Montana can build a roster is picking guys who. You know, like we we're talking about, might not have been on anybody's recruiting radar yeah. because they don't recruit yeah. the five B in Montana. Yeah. You know, yeah, I I remember playing against Lauren Utterback. Yeah. He was he was my age for betting and stuff, and like hating that 
that guy. Like, just, like, he's always kicking the shit out of us and stuff. And I have never tackled him in my life. <laughs> and I think I missed three tackles on him in the same play once. Does Townsend still play 11-man football? They do, but, oh, but Townsend's growing, though, because Bozeman's blowing up, so yep. everybody's so moving to Townsend. Yeah, yep. So. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Shelby doesn't. Michael. And Shelby went down to, what, eight-man? Nine-man? And they had 60 kids on their team. This I told, exactly like Townsend had like thirty. I mean, like it's like <laughs> Michael. You combine, you got to cool your somebody. goddamn jets, Michael. No, no, no. Combine with Shoto. <laughs> okay. Shoto's eight man now. Okay, so here's the here's the story, <laughs> and I feel a little shame that we're <laughs> that we're nine man, but. There was this liminal period. There was this like transition, transitory period where they could see these tiny ass classes coming through, and you know, like any bureaucracy, there is sometimes fear that like the change won't happen when you need it. So they petitioned to go down, and they were granted their petition immediately, even though they're like last year in class. Their first year in nine man, they had enough kids to be in eleven man. So for like a year, they had like sixty kids. But here's the thing, and this is not—I'm not proud of this. But they went to the class B state championship the year before they went down. They lost it, and then they went to class C. Essentially, they played nine man, but they had like sixty kids. They had like a ton of kids. And then they lost it again in the Class C championship with like sixty kids. Yeah, we we followed that season but, on the pod. But now, <laughs> but now, I, we, this isn't about Michael. You take you, <laughs> now. Shelby has like regular Class C nine man football numbers, but for one year they had too many kids. And Mike dangles this over my head like we <laughs> like we're some pariah team cheating and grifting. Class B football. I think we beat Shelby in basketball. This is great. We gotta have we gotta have more. Uh, Did you guys beat Shelby? Class B guys State. Were they at State when we played Boulder? Boulder. I swear we beat them, Shelby. You guys might have. Were they maroon and yellow and white? Yeah. yeah you guys probably they. beat us. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I'm trying to think. Sixteen. In sixteen. Mm, I didn't go to state that year, but I mean I don't know. I did. I wasn't playing. Considering you were like thirteen or fourteen years out of high school at that point, that's not the yeah yeah yeah. You're just that crazy fan in the stands. (laughs) 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 Who knows? No, but Shelby's actually got a kid coming to play for the Grizz next basketball. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so very a lot of good things to be proud about. So like you're talking about like. Small town guy, like oh, yeah. a small town guy. You hate that guy that you you see every now. And then. Did you have any of those type of instances, either same recruiting year or like kind of plus or minus a few years where it was, when I was like coming to college? Yeah, when you came to the Grizz, it wasn't Trace? I mean, yeah, Trace, 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 like, Trace was Hellgate, wasn't he? Or where did he play? No, he's no, no, no. Boulder. No, he's I, Boulder. I got I him against, up with yeah. something else. Okay, so so like that was like the year, like me and him kind of like the Boulder connection to mm-hmm. Townsend. Like everybody was pretty like. Friend, like everybody's friends, and I remember like their student section would come over to ours and like cheer and stuff. Right. Everybody hated Manhattan. Still hate, <laughs> I still hate Manhattan to this day. Manhattan is three funny. forks, but no, coming to college, I mean, 
I didn't really know anybody. I played with a lot of some of them at like the All Star games and stuff. Okay. Over the summers, so I kind of got to know them there. But I never really, like, I never hated anybody coming in or like yeah. beefed with anybody. I guess gotcha. I just didn't really well, know anybody. I guess. Yeah. And I'm a shy person as it is, so I, I was kind of hesitant to talk to anybody but hey well you're doing great on the pod so we appreciate <laughs> yeah. it no, yeah. sure. <laughs> riley got me hooked up over the years the oh, interviews he perfect gave me. Yeah. <laughs> nice we've uh we've had riley on a few times um, great dude yeah we have a lot of fun with riley but there's a question about this so i'm just gonna lay it out on the table we picked the games and um mm. after the one, oh yeah who, who after the one point <laughs> win against southern utah I felt like we needed some karmatic forces. So, of course, I picked Northern Colorado. And I feel like it was the catalyst for the success of the rest of your season. Um, Riley laid into me on the pod. I mean, if anybody doesn't think that he's got the, the school's back. What was, the, what was the reasoning behind it? Whatever Mike – now I'm going th- to jab you. I'm going to shiv you back, Nugent. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> Nugent is about to to weave a tale of revisionist history. Brent, he looked in our eyes. Oh, yeah. And he said, we only beat Southern Utah by one. We're going on the road to Greeley. He's like, we're going to lose this game. See, And you should go back and listen. He he had sadness in his voice. But for listeners of he the had, pod. He wasn't setting up. He wasn't playing three-dimensional For listeners chess. of the pod, they know that there's some truth to this, though. Because the year before, when you know you made me switch my pick in the in the cat game, it's the reason that we lost. The one and only reason. Yeah, Michael. See, I've got superstitions too. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, and then. Jackass Brent here, who really <laughs> enjoys like it's like hey, he's not. I get these few he's, moments. He's not aware okay. of like what his power on Twitter does to, to others, and oh, he clipped the pick. Yeah, and blasted it after the game, and Sammy like retweets takes it and retweets it with like a. It's like oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like if you can't handle the heat. Out the kitchen. Hey, I'm still here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you more bad takes next year. Next year. Which leads to a good question for you. Okay. Um, we are obviously fans. Um, we are, um, while we like to talk like we know what the hell we're talking about, we, we're very quick to point out that we don't, in fact. Yeah. Uh, we know very little. Um, none of us played college football. <laughs> none of us were close to playing college football, let's be honest here. Um I was a really good intramural athlete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, fair. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about that too. Um, how do you, and, and maybe you just tune it out, but do you ever hear things like, because obviously the, the Grizz get covered a lot in Missoula and you live here and you see it and there's, there's kind of yahoos like us doing podcasts, but then there's a lot of media and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's people who write columns. Like t- does the team ever see like a bad take like that? And they're just like, Jesus, did you see that? Or does does the team do a good job of not paying attention to this stuff? Not like this pod, but I mean, no, like yeah, general. no, you guys are great, but no, yeah, we're gonna that, clip, that, that, clip that. I guess all right. One in, in particular reporter in Missoula, I think <laughs> there's a lot of a lot yeah. of uh, stuff that 
goes out that people are like, why would you post that? And I know there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Bozeman that doesn't get covered. Yep. So I think, I, I don't know, it's just, I guess that part of it's just weird to me that there's some stuff that just slide under the radar there. And it's pretty obvious, but that never gets covered. But so, like, stuff that gets covered here and some, like, some of it's, like, bad. It's like, all right, like, why why even put this in the Missoulian or, or like, on Twitter and just mm-hmm. bashing us? And But you're a fan, like. But I guess, like, it, everybody does do a good job of tuning it out. More, everybody makes more of, like, a joke about it than, than anything or just uses it as motivation. I mean, like, that Eastern week all week with the Eastern fans and stuff, like, making jabs. Like, we had all that stuff everywhere, like, yeah. sending it to each other. Like, oh, like, we're yeah. going to go get these guys. Like, I guess we everybody just uses it more as motivation than anything. So I think that's what's cool. And nobody, like, lets it get under their skin. It's fascinating. Yeah, I was just like you checking know. things off the box, Luke. That's all. I was just waiting for you to use that answer as validation for your shitty pick. No, <laughs> I don't need validation for my shitty pick. I have owned that. The moment has happened. Have my come to Jesus. It's all fine. Um, no, the thing that you know I would always hate is like, you know, um, we'll talk about like things like who should start at QB and stuff like that. It's like, well, it's, we're fans and we're drinking beer and it's a podcast. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, you know, I always wonder if like players hear these things and they're just like, God, what a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> no, I think it's like fans. Like, it, I mean, you, you can like talk about, That's the have, whole point I think, I think this person, yeah. like, I watched him. I think he's going to start like you, you're, you have your own opinion. I mean, and you can laugh off some yeah. stuff, right? Like you see, like a tweet that's like, "Jace Lewis doesn't play physical." And you're like, "Yeah." yeah. Well, that's the thing too. <laughs> like you, the, the farther I got in on my career, the less like I gave a shit about like, mm-hmm. sure, like it, like I guess like getting coached hard. I'm like, all right, yeah, like that's great. But like I wouldn't let it like before. I would let it bother me. Like oh, sh-. like I'd go home like oh, Coach Bear was yelling at me today. Like mm-hmm. I get, mm-hmm. I would lose sleep over it. But like then at my like junior senior year, I was like, okay, he's just doing this because he needs me to be better. I need to be better. Take the message. Yeah, like I knew how to like take the coaching way better and the whole staff. I mean, that's how they are and you got to learn how to take it. So I mean, I mean everybody's like you guys like you can talk about who's going to start, you know? It's just like just shooting the shit. So right. I never like I mean, that's really what it yeah. is too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we want to make sure nobody thinks we're media so we don't get kicked out of QB club. So, I mean, you know, so far, so good. I don't know how to weave this question in without seeming like it changes gears. So, this is what you've been doing all pods. Why stop now, Luke? I kind of want to talk like. To us, you seem so damn young and like at the peak of your physical abilities. Yeah. Are you going somewhere with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Is it like, how are you going to find your competitive release now, do you mm. think? Like, are you going to turn into, like, some, like, CrossFit champion? Are you going to, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you going to, like, focus com- your competition? It's something that always is a curiosity of mine for people who are um, hyper-dedicated, hyper-competitive, and now football's over. Yeah, that's a great question. Because that's something I struggled with right when football ended. Because I never – because, I mean, they always say, you know, don't take it for granted and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, once it was over, I was like, wow, I feel weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, those, like, for – those three weeks after we lost out, I did not know what to do with myself. Like, I Mm – Honestly, I was pretty depressed, and I didn't. 
I truly didn't know what to do with myself, but my love for like hunting and shed hunting and hiking and stuff, I think is going to be that like competitive part of it is just to get out in the wilderness and take my mind off that aspect of it. But also too, my body's just so beat up too. It's just, it's, it's kind of a nice release Mm. or relief for my body, I guess, as in a sense. Sure. But talking about relief, there is a question on Egros. If you miss winter conditioning, no. <laughs> you, that's what's crazy. I got shoulder surgery on my labrum and bicep my, after my junior year, right after we lost a Weber, mm-hmm. and then COVID. Or then we went through winter condo. I was like, okay, I don't because I didn't have to do winter condo because yes. my shoulder. I was like, yes. yes. So I was like, I'm gonna get my senior year scotch free. Don't have to do spring ball. Whoops. COVID hits. I'm like, God. Damn it. <laughs> Next year rolls around. How to do condo? Uh, spring ball wasn't that bad though. I like spring ball that year. But you're like, you're like, Dad. I, I can I get a minor surgery? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now this was crazy too. Is fall camp this year? Because everybody dreads fall camp. But this last year's fall camp, we were all talking. To, like I enjoyed fall camp this hmm. last year. It was yeah. weird. I don't know. Is it because you were actually going to get a play? Well, that, game? but I. I like fall camp, everything's fall camp is like so shitty, and I mean I think just the first year the coaches got here it was because they were just trying to yeah weed the people out. Mm-hmm. Even like the next year it was kind of shitty, but then like this last year it went by so fast. Like I don't know if it's just my senior year or what, but like I thoroughly enjoyed going to practice. Practice was like the best part. The meetings and stuff were like the part I dreaded the most and stuff. So I don't know. It was, and dorm blazer, I like practicing on dorm blazer, the river bowl. <laughs> Not a chance. Got a lot of parking tickets watching some practices out there. But um, it's yeah. fascinating hearing you say that, though, because we have heard this from former players like Andrew Schmidt and others that talk about the the transition of what a camp feels like, spring mm-hmm. or fall, Yeah. Um, when you go from freshman, sophomore to junior, senior, and there's this kind of this hill you get over and yeah. the other side of it. So it becomes more enjoyable. Not that the intensity goes away, mm-hmm. but it's, if it's just, you know, figuring out the program or falling in better favor with the coaches or getting to that point where you're producing where they expect you to produce. Yeah. But just, we've heard this before. So. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's a lot of it too is like we had the first year we were trying to learn the playbook. It was a new thing, crazy defense. And then the <laughs> next year, I mean, it was a little bit better. But then this last year, I mean, everybody, we had a whole year to mm-hmm. watch film and learn the playbook inside and out. So I think that's why too it was just, I don't know. I love just practicing. I mean, it was 90, whatever, whatever <laughs> the temp was, you know. Uh-huh. But, no, it was, it, was, it was fun this last year. I, I enjoyed it. Even, like, the spring ball, playing those two games and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, fun. those were fun. Oh, man. And I would rather do the play a game than play, like, uh, against each other. Because, I mean, Scourge, you do yeah. it for three, four weeks mm-hmm. already. So, it's like, all right, a spring no, we, game. I would love it if the NCAA would let teams actually do spring games like that yeah. i thought that just like, one or something like if like, you if I take away from kind of the way the grizz did the spring season during covid like to me that was great and they could make it a fundraiser and make a little bit of money I yeah mean, i just even if it's just one game yeah just two, one like for the did. spring game yeah. you know but i mean this was the spring game on a night now i saw on friday night it's like yeah it's, it's in hamilton. hamilton oh is it because yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be in hamilton uh when before covid hit yeah. right yeah That'd be cool though. We got a nice field down there. Yeah, Rostad. It's brand new, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rostad crew. So, Jace, when you're doing like those scrimmages and those camps and stuff, like as a defender, like when the offense is, you know, and the quarterback's making, you know, reads and calling out plays and stuff, you, do you get to a point where you guys like everybody knows what's coming? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, all, if you're <laughs> so uh, the whole fan. I mean, freak some <laughs> some do, but like some people like still don't get it. <laughs> like like inside run and stuff, you know what's coming, so it's it's pretty easy to guess yeah. or not guess, but know what's coming. You see, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Because I mean, you practice against them for, especially in fall camp, like you've seen it for like yes. eight months now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. Fall camp was was pretty good this year. I liked it, but eating the food zoo every day though, that's kind of a <laughs> kind of get to I you like the food I zoo? love the food zoo, dude. <laughs> Have you ate there in the last the, I eat there clam chowder is good. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, man. Once in a while it 100%. doesn't miss. But they used to have pizzas though there. They used to go crazy, but now they don't do that anymore. On well, the burritos are Yeah. Chris burritos then no more. There's no more. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's There's unfortunate. that's a crime. What is that back? What I found got a new cafeteria coming though. It has to be better. Oh, it, yeah. Or bring the Grisbury back. Well, they call it, they, they have like a, a poster board thing, and they're like, the new world class dining facility. And I was like, world class? Like, <laughs> that's a high bar. Just say a new one. Like, come on. State's best. Yeah, the state's, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. We got so many marketing ideas. Um, but what I love about the food zoo is. I think the the Jedi level food zoo connoisseur learns how to make their own stuff. You yeah, know, but like then you eat it every day and it gets old. I, I I just like will go make my own deli sandwich, right? Like I'm like you can only I'm have- gonna triple decker that bitch. <laughs> you know, like I'll get I some chicken. Like, no, I've been I've been having meals there for six years now. Get some <laughs> chicken breast. Like you're gonna shred it yourself. You know, like throw it in the salad, like lump some cottage cheese on there. Get your hard-boiled eggs. You're like, this is a this is a twenty-five dollars salad. Like, look at this thing. This is amazing. Oh my god. I I know that you know you live in an apartment and stuff, but also you cannot underrate not doing your own dishes. Like, See, think no, about that. no, I do. This is what I do. All right. Yeah. yeah. I eat. I do my dishes right away by hand. Put them on a little drying towel. Put them away next morning. Get it done. That's what I do. You gotta take the time to cook See, it. See, I think I think then you Chase Lewis just called you lazy. I think because <laughs> no, like, then you, yeah. you put in a dishwasher, put in the sink. You just have a bunch of dishes. You just do it. You just keep using the same same dish <laughs> every night. You never put it away. I could just... just have one plate, one pan, and one fork, <laughs> and I would be fine. <laughs> Oh, I remember when I was a bachelor too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I actually don't like making food if it is going to take me longer to cook it than eat it. Does that make sense? Oh man, I've gotten past that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was spoiled too because we get beef every year too. Oh yeah, for sure. I get so a, I get loaded a, up with, with meat and stuff. So yeah. my smoker out back. Yeah, same. I got a yeah. little smoker. Yeah. But I don't consider smoking or crockpotting cooking. You know, like I'm like I throw it in. Like you know, you are you yeah. you are really hurting the male cause everywhere. You got to stop this. The male smoking. Cause? <laughs> you got the DoorDash coming. Is no, no, legitimate <laughs> cooking. I get a half beef from um, actually Doug Cobb. You know the redheaded male guy on campus. Have you ever seen him walking around? <laughs> <laughs> you we know, talked about this a few pods back. Yeah, no. yeah. I love I love Doug Cop. Uh, he uh, he's a rancher. He like does mail. I think for benefits. But he he has the deepest voice of all time. He's like the actor Sam Elliott. You know, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. beef. It's what's for dinner. Like that's how this dude sounds. 
And he walks around in wrang- Wranglers and cowboy boots. And slings mail around. Slings mail. And, and apparently he sells his beef. On he, the campus. He also... <laughs> giving out flyers. <laughs> he also wears the tucked-in mail shirt into his, like, Wranglers and with his big cowboy buckle. And I think, like, a lot of the old... Older, you know, middle-aged, uh, upper-aged, like, secretaries on campus think he's, like, really foxy. And he walks around in the summer with his shirt buttoned, like, pretty deep V. Polo tie on loose. And he gets a little sweat glistening oh on his chest. God. And he's in good shape. And he's a rancher. <laughs> and he gets 40,000 steps a day. And he's just like, how's it going today, ladies? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I get beef from Doug. We're getting a lot deep in this. And it's good to smoke the beef. I do that. I do all that, Michael. But smoking is cooking. I mean, I make a meal for my family. I just don't have to clean any dishes when you smoke. What I don't need is for you to put the idea in Stacey's head that when I'm smoking something, that I'm not working the (laughs) whole time. Well, but it's the six. Watching the smoke with a beer out front. That's part of the job. The six hours that's in there doesn't count. Luke, yeah. it counts. It does. Okay. It's a, that's Important. a day's work. My dad said it. My, my dad always says it. <laughs> this, this can be a Twitter poll question. It's like, it's, oh, you're going to lose. You're, you're, yeah. But we probably should put that out. Write that down. Every time my dad makes something on the grill, he always tells him, man, this this has to be the best dinner you ever had. Huh? She, just, she just rolls her eyes every time. I'll take it. Did you ever find yourself thinking like, dang it, I can't eat enough? As like a college athlete, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm there's, so hungry. There's, I remember one fall, or it was like during uh, COVID when we had like fall camp or something, and I like passed out during uh, one of the practices. I lost like 20 pounds. Huh. It was crazy. But like then, like I was eating Good. a lot. But at the same time, like I didn't want to eat too much, so I wasn't like losing speed and stuff uh-huh. too. Sure. So yeah. I guess I wasn't right. at the point. I, I didn't like watch what I or, I didn't, like, count what I ate, but I kind of, like, watched, I guess, what I ate. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're burning so many calories lifting and practice, I didn't really need to lose weight or try to gain weight. Fall camp, though, it's just hard to gain weight. Mm-hmm. With Especially your... Especially the heat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. With, with your, like, in, in season and in camp and stuff, you're lifting, you're practicing. At what point in the year do you stop... Worrying about strength gains. I'd say when you when you go home for uh, Christmas break, people mm-hmm. don't. I I mean I would lift like I mean a couple days three days a week. I'd still lift and work out, but I mean at that point I wasn't. Too, I was eating like shit. I mean it's the holidays. You need to have an off. Day. Yeah, you can't yeah, just right. go go. I think that month of December or whatever, whenever you get off from football and you get that break. That's when you just kind of relax. But other than that, I mean, you're you're pretty well into it. I mean, the summer you're still here, lifting the mornings, working, having right. PRPs and stuff. So, yeah. but let's say it's like November first, and you're feeling banged up from football, right? You've had a long you you came from summer fall yeah. camp. You've been playing and stuff. Like, is your lifting mentality different? Does yeah. it you change it in the season and say like, ooh, I don't really care about max and squat right now yeah that that you're exactly right i mean towards the end of the season i mean i was banged up i hurt my shoulder my other shoulder and i hurt my knee so <laughs> i didn't i wasn't really doing a lot of like legs or anything or i mean i really i mean i would do like 
as much as I could in the weight room, but at the same time, towards the end of the year, I was so banged up. Like, I would only do as much as I could mm-hmm. just to get my body feeling right. So I think towards the end of the season, you're kind of – it's more relaxed in the weight room, and it's more like recovery lifts mm. and, like, stretching and stuff than trying to max and do that that stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe one kind of set of questions, and then we'll kind of shift to the uh, – Listener question, so you know you can actually leave. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm we good, don't. I'm good with whatever. These things are notoriously long. Um, no, I'm good. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe your your high point and your low point mm. of your Grizz career. I'd say my high point was uh, this whole season, this last season, my senior year. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed. Every year I've been here, but this year was just – it was way different than any year I've ever been here. The group of guys in the linebacker section and the rest of the team, Coach Bear, I mean, that's probably the best year I've had here and just enjoyed thoroughly and wish I could go back and do it again. But yep. lowest point was definitely that first spring ball of the new coaching staff. I mean, lowest point I've been in my college athletics, but, I mean, a lot of people helped me get through that and the guys around me too, so – and looking back, I'm I'm glad I kind of went through that just to get to where I was. I mean, when I left. Yeah, it's hard. It you don't understand the highs you're experiencing if you haven't really yeah exactly you know, dealt with yeah. The, yeah the other side of that. And sometimes you know people come in and have just great experiences right away. You know, yeah, it's yeah. A different world, like Junior Bergen. Yeah, you know, unreal. Unreal coming yeah. in as a freshman. You know that's not the normal trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know most guys. It's like you talk about. They come in as a freshman and they're. <laughs> yeah. go through winter condo and don't do anything in the fall and yeah um uh favorite game you played i think you've answered this but see everybody thinks the UW game that was awesome mm. just because they're but i don't know i'd say beating the cats yeah yeah that was just bittersweet for me i mean mm-hmm. what be- it? <laughs> it was it was just i don't know keep going keep that, going that whole experience leading up i was just fired up and the way we played and stuff, it was just it was a cool atmosphere. Fans were unreal and stuff too. So yeah, was, we had a fan question there. Like, what was the more memorable win, Cats or Washington? Yeah, I'd say so, the Cats. Yeah. What were the UW players like after you beat the shit out? Of them? I feel like they were ashamed because I don't think I don't I don't think we really even shaked, shook hands with them. So I think oh. we were just all celebrating. I mean, most of them <laughs> just ran back to the tunnel. But no, they weren't really like, cocky or anything. It was it was weird. Like, this is like another game, like, like the first series, you could tell, like, okay, like, on defense, like, okay, these guys aren't that good. Like, mm-hmm. like they aren't that physical. I also think that, that it was so clear that they didn't do film study, you guys. No. They just put us off. Like, really, yeah. Yeah. Like, because they had no you – t- you referenced earlier, you know, running running the, quote, weird defense. But it's yeah. like, you know, people – They had no they idea. They had no idea. Right, their first drive, yeah. they get a touchdown with – a design set, right? Yeah, and, and we, that, we, we kind of botched that up though, a little bit again. <laughs> yeah. We had some mis- or just misunderstanding on some aspects of it. but All right. Um, what's the best venue uh, in the Big Sky outside of, you know, Washington Grizz? Washington Grizz, which is the best venue. but <laughs> Outside of the FCS or Big Sky? Outside of the Big Sky. Or outside of Montana and the Big Sky, I should say. I might I might get shit for it, but I liked I like always like playing at Weber. I think Weber's is actually a cool place to play at that night game. Yeah, we, we were there. there. Yeah, <laughs> that night game like defensive wise, I don't know. That was 
one of my uh, more defense odds. kicked ass. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I played there before, but I, yeah, that place is just it's a cool pl- and their locker room is so nice. Oh yeah, because we're in their old locker room. Oh, because they got the new one. Yeah, so you got so much, like a lot of those away trips. When you go to the away locker rooms, you have no room. It's terrible, just hot and. Mm-hmm. But no, Weber, I'd say is, I guess my favorite other place to yeah, play. Sure. What's Minnesota. what's the worst? Venue in the Big Sky. And why is it Idaho State? <laughs> Idaho State, MSU, and Sac State. Sac. Mm. Yeah. Really? Interesting. I well, thought Southern Utah might work its way Like, in. Sac's whole complex is, like, not – it wasn't, like, built for football. It was no. built for, like, Olympic qualifiers yeah. or something. Like so, it the locker even, room, like, yeah. a lot of guys are changing outside, like, right outside the locker room. <laughs> Same with Idaho State. You're in, a like, a little corridor locker room with white lockers on the side, and there's a walkway – Smaller than like the hallway, yeah, uh-huh. and you're just trying to change, and it's so uncomfortable. And that's the one you have to like. You kind of walk past like concession stands. Yeah, you walk like where up, there's visiting fans. Yeah, you walk like up the huge <laughs> ramp and then go in. Somebody, one of the former players we have had on, talked about Sac State. Wasn't it Sac State? They were talking about like they had areas tarped off. Yeah, but fair. essentially they just had naked O linemen changing, and the fans were right there. Yeah, I think it was SAC or yeah. Northern Colorado, one of the two. Northern Colorado is bad too. Yeah, <laughs> but MSU is bad. They put you in a like a tiny room. They just have chairs. Turn the heat up just an ungodly amount in there too. Perfect. Then you walk out of their student sections or, or their student sections spitting on you and throwing. Yeah, shit at you. I, there's something bad's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, there. they don't seem to try and prevent it. I've been no. at the last several. Chris Cat Games in Bozeman, and, and I just keep waiting for something bad to happen there because, you know, they're letting them stream off and they're making no effort. And yeah. Right through these opposing players. Like, that one's bad news. Yeah. But, um, so, Jason, you did not co-sign, I assume, then on the advertisement cheering for the oh. Cats in the national title game? No, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I can only imagine I, I, coach I have yet to see a Grizz player or yeah. coach actually support that. Not like, like support, but just be yeah. like. Well, Robbie yeah. called it right out he on the. Robbie and Pat, yeah. 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 Pat did too, yeah. that's right. <laughs> no, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Whatever. <crazy>. But. <sighs> They're just trying to, I don't know. But I mean, but like, you look at like Troy, right? Like, yeah. you want, like, I don't know. Is, is that tough? Like, or is that, because is, like. I feel like the game's over. Like we like yeah. served him a lot. Like right, we like got the revenge, and like obviously from there on out, it's like you look at some of these kids, like like him or guys like that we know growing up or mm-hmm. that you know growing yeah. up. Yeah. Well, Brent, like, it wasn't tough for me to watch him lose. No, I All mean, right. well, okay, yeah. I, no, saw I mean, some it, of the I mean, I guess like in the too. like the competitive aspect of it, like I I would never root for him ever. But, but you'll have, you have a beer with him after. Yeah, I'll have a beer. Like that's why. <laughs> like I saw a lot of them up at like Flathead this summer and stuff, mm-hmm. and like talk to him and stuff like rj fitzgerald and stuff is a great dude but like yeah on the on the field and stuff i <laughs> don't really have anything to do with him but no yeah and i feel the same so it works out perfect <laughs> yeah what what happens if um gosh i'm blinking on this what like the guy's name troy troy anderson yeah i don't know why i couldn't think of his name um he gets drafted, plays in the NFL. Are you going to be a Troy Anderson fan? Yeah, I'll root for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, small town. I mean, Dylan. I mean, he's a ranch boy too. So he's 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 a great great dude. I like Troy. 
great athlete too. So and you'll just have that highlight highlight reel lighting yeah. up in yeah. the last game. Yeah, exactly. Make a like, gif out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is how I feel about Cooper Cup. Like. Yeah, I hated yeah, Cooper. I guess Cobb. it's like that kind but of. But it's kind of fun yeah. to see him successful because it's like here's a guy that's the big sky, you know, again, like this level and showed that he could go do it. It's funny though, it's like different guys. So like Vernon Adams, I like never even when he went to Oregon and the CFL and all that, I was never I don't know, certain guys. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um <clears throat> you want to tell us your favorite teammate or are you gonna stay away from that question? Favorite teammate. <laughs> Not I'll, from Montana. No. <laughs> I'd say the the whole linebacker section this last right. year. On, like I definitely couldn't pick just one, but it's a close group. I mean, we got to know each other pretty well. We went on some trips together this last summer and stuff, and had a pretty good time down in Havasu in Vegas. So nice. All right, yeah, it was pretty fun. Nice. But no, who's the quirkiest teammate? Quirkiest, probably Braxton Hill. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to him next year. I think he's going to be really he's gonna be good. a dog. Let's talk about that. What do you think of next year's team? Like you've, you've, I think you've, be good. you've front row seat to a lot of these guys. Yeah. You know, we lose a few real big guys. Yeah. But it wasn't, it's like you said, it wasn't a very big senior class. Yeah, exactly. No, I think they're going to be solid again next year, defensive-wise. I think they're going to be great. Linebackers going to be pretty solid again. Are there any names, like, look out for? Like, I mean, like Braxton, like, he – Rotated in a bit. Yeah, right? we saw him. But is there some? Is there? Would there be a name or a couple guys where like, you know, you I'll might s- not know his name, might not know their name, but like maybe I think might hear it a little more. I think Graves will will have a pretty big year yeah, this year. Yeah. I mean, he came on towards the end there. Uh, Braxton, Flink, and Levi both. Mm-hmm. I mean, dominated. Even Mike on special teams were were kicking butt, and Marcus too. I mean, Marcus is a great player. I think uh, he doesn't get a lot of. Of uh, I'd say a lot of uh praise for what he does, but he's a smart player, and he just gets it. And I love playing next to him because he would just I'd always be like, hey, well, like, he'd always just like talk to me and like yep. keep me in line and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, Pat <laughs> is a freak, so sure. But no, I mean, Graves and Braxton, I think are gonna have a standout year. And I mean, the rest of the defense. I mean, that's the crazy thing about our defense is that there's just a lot of. Yeah. Great talent. So I mean, it's it's hard to say just like one player is going to break out. Like even like look at Justin last year, right? And yeah. all these other players. Pat. I mean, we're we're turning. Yeah. Uh, two of the top four Buck Buchanan Award finalists. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So I mean, they're, they're they have a lot of talent, and I think they're deep on defense. Of, I mean, offense. I think they're going to be solid too. I mean, they're getting Marcus Knight back. That helps. They just got McGinnis's brother, and so I think they'll be pretty solid. Yeah. Nice. Who's the best athlete you've ever played with? Best athlete? Just all around. Oh. All around. Like, uh, I'd say Cole Grossman's a freak athlete. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 He's huh. pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's good at, like, basketball. He's fast. I don't know. He's, he's, he's a freak athlete, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's – a, Lanky tight end who yeah. can also like lay the wood too. Mm-hmm. He's young too. They're all young. Yeah, he's a freshman. He's, he's a freshman, but he's like twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These classes for a few years with this COVID year are gonna be just yeah. But, <laughs> Some old dudes. Be fascinating. This the, like this last year's freshman class. How far they get through? Because there's like what 40, 40 something freshmen technically. Yeah. So that's just wild. That size of a class. 
But I'd say Braxton, too. Braxton's a freak. Yeah. In the weight room, anything you're doing, he's he's a freak. Hmm. Awesome. Nice. Who... What's the next um, ex-Grizz football player we should have on? OD. Yeah. Well, he's already <laughs> agreed to. We just need to get that scheduled. OD, just don't hit him on his poker night. <laughs> <laughs> what night's his poker night, then? Thursday, Thursday through uh, Sunday. All right. <laughs> Thursday through uh, Sunday. <laughs> get some Guinness for him, Steve. <laughs> some what? Some Guinness. Okay. Oh, perfect. That's good oh, to Guinness. know. But he's right. a dealer, right? I mean, Yeah, he deals. Yeah, he yeah. deals. Um, I think he's the most liked player on the team. Well, I've I never just, seen a special teams player, I think, in all of college sports, NFL, more loved and liked than O.D. Well, he's I, a great dude, though. I uh, think that it's, it's yeah, you know, kind of a combination of, um, you know, he obviously, like, the he does his, his job well as a specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, like, when he got that All-American recognition, oh it was God. like, I, that's when we kind of adopted him yeah. as the pod because it was kind of like a half of a joke of like, God, I didn't even know long snappers could be all American. Yeah, <laughs> and here's this, but then you know it's like occasionally like they they throw the pass for the two point conversion or something. But I swear to God, like because he does he still bartend at the country club? Uh not well, he did this last summer, but he I don't know if he's doing it again this year or not. Because like there are literally. Like people out there, yeah, they love him. That love him, love him, and it's nothing to do with no the football. It's no, he's a great the guy, bartender yeah. at the country club. <laughs> he's one of the hardest workers too on the team. I'll I'll tell you that. Yeah, he snap. I mean, he perfected the craft of snapping too. Like well, he went to that camp down there in Arizona this last weekend, and he was like one of two that had perfect snaps the whole weekend. Yeah. All nine punters wanted them or him to snap for him the oh, wow. next day. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think he has a legit shot at going. And he didn't miss a snap. No. Well, I was going to say no. the um like they tweeted that out like yeah. his entire like that's unheard. Of. I don't care if like people think a job's easy. It's not. No. But I mean, like the, you know, like long snap and stuff like that. Like the repetitiveness of that. Like to do something perfect for four consecutive years yeah. of playing time. Like Wild. that's crazy. Yeah, no, he perfected that. He always be like, hey, you want to catch snaps for me? I hate it because he just wings <laughs> it back there too. Especially like PATs. I was like, don't hit me. Well, we've, we've, we've joked about it because he practices the whole game. Yeah, well, I practice in practice. Yeah. The whole practice he's snapping. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Does he just snap to red shirts? No, the like, other other yeah. specialists he does. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are like, I've caught too yeah. many. Like, I don't My know. My hands are bleeding. <laughs> 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 oh man! <laughs> that, okay, that's awesome. Let's pretend you're a freshman this year. What's the NIL deal you're looking for the most? Oh, I don't know. Probably like a truck deal or something. I think. Yeah. Or or a food place. A food place would be Ooh. sweet. Somewhere like healthy that you could get like a like a nice quick meal. But it's like relatively healthy, not yeah. like fast food, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for the good food store. Uh, well, not, not even like five a good, on black. Yeah, five, five on, on like black. Like a Noodle yeah. Express oh, yeah. or oh, something yeah. like yeah. something. Yeah. Or like Jimmy John's. I loved or Jersey Mike's. 
Did you oh, happen? Did you happen to see? Um, I, not that we need to loop back to Troy Anderson for any reason, but did you see his commercial? Yeah, with the the R bar. Hey, touchdown! Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so lame. Yeah. Are you a better actor than Troy Anderson? I don't know. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> but I would have. I would have been just as awkward as you. <laughs> you know what? Pounce on the moment, right? Pounce oh, on the five, moment. A five yeah. on black, or you That's know, a good oh, yeah, Express or Depot. Yeah, just yeah. mm. get a fat prime rib. There you I go. Just, it's going to be yeah. interesting to watch kind of how this NIL develops at, at this level. Yeah. it's like you know, obviously we're not going to be Ohio State giving every lineman a, or is it Texas? It's like, Texas. Texas. Giving every lineman it's twenty thousand dollars. Fifty. Good lord. That's, um, That's just wild to think. But about I mean, there are opportunities, and people just got to get creative around here. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, it was so new. Oh yeah. And during like fall, like I didn't really, I didn't really care to try too much because I didn't really want it to like take away from the season. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't. If you were like in like spring ball and summer and stuff, it would be different. But like come fall, you just don't have any time to. You're just focusing. Yeah, on yeah like, I didn't want any distractions yeah. Yeah. with that. July first was the day one of it. Yeah. So you didn't... and you had to fill out like paperwork and stuff. It, I don't know. It's just. Right so now, like, anyway, it's kind of confusing. It's like mid October, and they're calling you like, "Hey, Jace, you need to come downtown and shoot a commercial." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Have class, skip class, or something like that. It's like, all right, like I don't know. And I, I always, I was always scared that like if Coach Howe caught wind of it or something like, I've thought about that. It would be yeah, like, so, oh, you're yeah. caring too much more about that. So I just, I kind of just shut that out and just. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, come season though, I just, I just kind of focused on that, I guess. But it is pretty it's new. Good so. <laughs> should we should we cook on some of the fan, yeah. fan questions? Uh, Let's make sure we're. I think we've hit most of the time. I feel like honestly. we've hit a lot. Uh, so we have a couple uh, regular listeners that always kind of have some oddball questions for us, but uh, we'll get into the really weird one on Twitter later. But Evergrizz was wondering, other than water, if you can only drink one beverage for the rest of your life. What's in your refrigerator? Other than water, so water's a given. Other beverage. This is a tough choice for me. Man, it's like I'm a whiskey guy, but but you want that to be your one. That's the thing, and so then it's like, well, so I don't know. That's a that's it's kind of one that makes you think. Is this question for us? This what? is questions for everybody. I don't know. I'd say a seal smoothie, Coors Light. <laughs> Coors Light. It pretty much is water. But right? It's, it's pretty much is water, but I'd say Coors Light. It's not even drinking. Maybe with a little bit of Clamato in it. See, that's that's a good balance. Some red beers? Yes. <laughs> you can't beat a red beer. No, I love it. See, that's a good balance because, like, a whiskey, like, you can't drink that, like, yeah. regularly. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, but you got to like that. All right. That's that's what that's they call answer. it up on the Highline. Is you take a crop tour, you drive the loop, and drink a seal smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You guys know what I'm talking about if you're from that that part yeah. of the, that neck of the woods. Oh boy. <laughs> Jace, what was your favorite class you took? Uh, probably Charlie Palmer's uh, sports science class. Right. Yeah. That dude's legit. I love his tweets and stuff. He's funny. Fraternity brothers. Are you really? Multiple years removed. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great dude. I love Charlie. Charlie's Palmer. awesome. Yeah, I love that class though. I think we got to touch on this. One person was uh, someone was asking, like, do you think that the Grizz could win a national title anywhere between the next year to five years? 
Yeah, I think the direction they're going is great. Yeah. And I think I think they're going to be in the run in the next the next five years. Awesome. Okay, someone asked who the next 37 is, but we talked about this. We're not talking about it. So they said you can send them a private message on <laughs> with your Egress Burner account that we know you have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do players know what Egress is? Because yeah. it's like oh, God, a message to. board from a different decade. Yeah, it really has been around like, for 20 it's years. Like it's like MySpace. Pre- yeah, that's yeah. exactly it's, right. It's like, it's like a shittier version of Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you all have one? Have a, do you know who I, I got a question for you. do you guys know every every account that's on there like no, the person uh, no. no no we but I mean like so, I don't have so at the pod I, so like between the pod and between like tailgate stuff and then just like especially for me like been going to practices I haven't you know especially since the closed practice stuff I still go but don't share posts on eagers and stuff I, I mean I know a good bunch I've probably met you're like the leader of it, aren't you? Not the leader. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah, no. He's the unofficial he's, captain of Egress. Yeah. He's yeah. Q of yeah. Egress. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, he may not be getting any ad revenue, but he's a content producer. It's Q taken. I want to get Q Grizz. I mean, I would venture I probably met over 100, 150 Egress people. Like, ones that I would know, like, that's their account. Like, I know that guy or that lady. Like, maybe... 20 to 30 but there's like but there's a lot of people they'll come to me with tailgate they'll be oh, like, really? they'll be like hey are you brent and yeah and they're like you know i'm grizz fan five four three two one and it's like oh cool and then you know maybe we never meet again but there, yeah. there's a and he slaps his name on stuff so i mean it's like yeah that's true i also put my the, name on it so yeah the, the thing about egris though is like there's a lot of crazy people on there yeah and but it's like a lot of other things in life where it's like there's also just a lot of people. And this is where I think that doing the pod's been kind of fun because we've been able to interact with a lot of Grizz fans who aren't in Missoula. And just They just want content. Like yeah. They want to talk about it. And, and just hear about it. Exactly. So yeah. it's like we, that's the way we've picked up a lot of people who will then tweet at us or you know get a hold of us or come find us at tailgates because it's like people are just looking for content. So there's all kinds of like really decent people who don't really engage much on there. They just kind of go read stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple assholes. And like oh, every yeah, once in a while someone will post something and I'll like text Brent and be like, do you know who that guy is? <laughs> like, holy Dude, cow. It's kind of weird. I was in Augusta going into the Bob and stopped at the Forest Rangers station. And <laughs> the guy's like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I just wanted to like make sure all the roads were open and stuff. And he's like, yeah, they're they're clear. And it's like, where are you coming from? And I was like, well, Shelby, but I'm I'm from Missoula, you know, if you see the plates. And he goes, you fan of the Grizz? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, there's a podcast you've got to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's so funny. random how that happens. Yeah. Well, and podcasting is just so big now, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, it's pretty cool, though. Who were you thinking of when you were like, do you know people? Do you have a Grizz you want to bounce an account off? Of <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I like, I just, I was just wondering if you guys like knew like sometimes who sometimes because like we, like that's another thing like they always tell us like hey stay off egress like oh, that's great that's but like, like there's sometimes like people I, like, I stay off egress most of the time sometimes like, people get on there and like screenshot something like screenshot. send it around and like yeah, sure. like wonder who this asshole is or like I don't know like <laughs> well, just like someone's like blatantly obvious or like rude i guess in a way but. or or like they want to make for some reason behind an anonymous scream name they want to show that they know people and it's like yeah it's just such a weird it's concept. a little weird it can get weird yeah yeah so we'd had um 
stories though from previous Hawk tenure that there was a game where they were creating fake Egress accounts and making up player injuries to post. And oh, really? <laughs> back <laughs> in eight oh nine, where they were like, yeah. in the the old before the was when was Academic Center built? That was before you came here, right? Strong's, the Strong's yeah. parents did it, so it yeah. had to have been Her like it would have been like yeah. So I'm trying to think. Right so, before that, it would have been like 15, maybe. Because did you ever see the old computer no. lab? So it was like right. So the old lockers, and it was just like a corner room. Like I don't think it was much bigger than this dining room here. Mm-hmm. And there was some story that they had like five computers up and five guys on it, and they'd like created a bunch of accounts and they were posting all this stuff. <laughs> about so-and-so <laughs> broke his wrist in practice and all these things. It, it was going into a cat game, too, I think. So, yeah. Did it ever occur to you to fake an injury on campus? Like, limp around? And like, <laughs> there's going to be someone tweeting <laughs> about this? F- find out who the mole is? No, but somebody in uh, at MSU told me, leading up to the game, that they are going to try to run a fake, like, special teams play. Oh. And that Troy was going to play running back. There you go. Interesting. And they did it, so... I thought that was kind of crazy. There's a mole in their program. Well, and then the year before, too, told me that they were he wasn't gonna uh, play that game because he didn't play against us. Yeah. I think. In, yeah, no, Troy was, yeah, the last out. time we played, right? Yeah, Troy there. Was, Troy was like Her, too banged up or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I never faked an injury, but I've had a lot. No, need to fake them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, only other one we had on Egros, which I thought was just we hadn't really touched. Just uh, Alabama Grizzly was just asking, like, what's next for you, Jace? Like, what's what's the next step here? Yeah, I mean, I like I was telling you guys earlier, I kind of want to move back to Townsend. I mean, everything I love to do is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the lake, the mountains, the Missouri, and all my family's there. We have a ranch there and stuff. So maybe try try to be a crop adjuster and, and maybe coach a little bit, help out around there. So nice, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, doesn't sound bad at all. And I just I just love small towns. I mean, I love Missoula. Sure. I've loved living here in the past like six years. But I don't know. I just I just kind of want to move. I, like I said, I'm kind of low key, so I just yeah. I would rather just live in a, in a little older town. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I do, I do love Missoula. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better place to live the last six years. And yeah. I don't know. I just I mean, like everybody hates driving here, but I don't think it's that bad unless you're not on reserve. If you know like the shortcuts and stuff, I think that's a big. It's like like if you yeah. know where to go, you can yeah. avoid almost anything. It took me so long to learn. Where yeah, to go, I used though. Google Maps for my first whole <laughs> year, but after that, Bro. once you learn it, it's like everybody's like, "How do you know how to drive here?" I'm like, "It's not that hard. Oh, you just live in a place yeah. and figure it out." I don't yeah. know. I I had a kid, so when we well these. These are double A elitist locals, but when when I moved here, I had a kid who was a few years older than me from Shelby. Just say like Luke, you just put in a put in a burn CD because that's what you did. You're dating yourself here. Get like a you know get a pack of pack of sodas and drive around. Just get lost. And he was like, spend three hours just driving around Missoula. Because you could, it's so confusing. I could get from campus to anywhere, but only in like a direct route. Mm -hmm. Like from, yeah, from from the campus to A, campus to B, campus to C. But I couldn't get from A to C without going back to the campus. Because it was all convoluted. You know, and it was just like, once you learn the side routes, this place... You can get from here to there, lickety split. <laughs> and, you know, 
So I burned a CD and did it. <laughs> that was before Google Maps. Nickelback? In your white Pontiac? <laughs> My God, yes. <laughs> I just had a Nickelback conversation with somebody. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a Nickelback playlist for somebody. Oh, Lord. All right. Let's see here. Uh Patrick O'Connell calls you Lunchbox Lewis. That's a great yeah, name. I don't know. It's just a nickname. They just all came up with me. Him, Mike, and Marcus. Lunchbox Louie. That's a compliment. That's quality. Yeah, Bring your lunchbox to work, man. Yeah, I, guess. Call her yeah. I guess, yeah. All right. Um, looking at our Twitter questions, which are usually better because, you know, there are crazy people on Egris, but everybody's normal on Twitter. Totally normal. Um, um, <laughs> all right. Somebody asked about... Uh, the Northern Colorado pick. We've already touched that. Um, OD wanted to know if we took live calls on the podcast. Um, we're not that technically sound, but that'd be great. We should get there. Um, uh, I see Marcus Wellnell is wondering who's better at ping pong. Or foosball. Or foosball. We got big into foosball this year. <laughs> me, me and Mike Matthews would play uh, Marcus and and uh pad all the time but mike and i came on top a lot on that one okay ping pong i'd say marcus beat me quite okay. a bit but all right all right but oh, the best though od od is pretty good at ping pong <laughs> really yeah i feel like somebody told us that he would just be there just sweating for hours on the table <laughs> after the lift <laughs> Putting in the time. Yeah, put in uh, the work. Uh, uh, the aforementioned Andrew Schmidt wants to know, who's the best Mario Kart player on the team, and does he want any of the smoke? Yeah, Marcus messaged me, too, DM'd me that. He's like, you better say me, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Marcus's hammies could hold up in a game of Mario Kart. Whoa. No, You're going no. down. No. The thing is, Schmidt is like a streamer now, yeah. right? Doesn't well, he have a Twitch, Twitch stream? Yeah. I don't even know anybody that has a Wii anymore, well, though. That's what somebody's comment was. Does this generation even know what that is? I, I did play Mario Kart back in the day, but I haven't played in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So he'd probably beat me. Yeah. But Marcus might, might uh, beat him. I don't know. All right. Um, let's see. Guy on Twitter, Eric Witz, wants to know. And we've kind of touched on this. Can you tell us the difference between a stit locker room and a Hulk locker room? We kind of touched on this. But yeah, I was I saw that one. But someone stit when we got that new locker room. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that was like his – I think it was like halfway through that se- first – or mm-hmm. second season when I was here. But <clears> – <throat> Like all our lockers were spread out. Like you, there weren't sections like there are now. Like the linebacker section or like a quarterback section. You were like just with oh, interesting. Like, just you were with it. like random people. <clears throat> so I don't know. It was kind of weird because like, I mean, I think they're just trying to build like camaraderie with the rest of the team in a weird way. But then once Coach Howe got here, you were in like that pod with your group because like you're all, always here. around them too. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you're always close with that pod, which I kind of like that better. But I think the practices were a lot different, and just like lifting wise and stuff was way different. Brent and I are known to sneak away from work and watch <laughs> spring practices, and I could say from observation that the practices were a lot different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't forty receivers. Well, <laughs> yeah. that too. We had some offensive line. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Second question. This isn't for Jace actually. Best tailgate food you've had in away game. Because he loves the hot dogs we grilled and the tailgate we had at the Weaver game. Those Costco hot dogs. Yeah, I was thinking, like, there was nothing fancy about those. Fancy about those. I don't know. 
away game. I don't know, but the Weber guys, the Weber podcast guys, are big smokers. So the next time we go down there, yeah, that's where I'm fine. Catch up the where I'm heading. I would say most away game tailgate stuff is just like yeah, like a random hamburger or hot dog or whatever just you get can find. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We talked about what you want to do. We've talked about whose mustache is better from your buddy Colton, um, <laughs> and and our our you know uh, our buddy the cat fan Montana Parlay made sure that Luke's mustache got a call out in there too. So the um, the, the COVID reveal with the mask has been great for the mustache because you know someone for a while. And they don't know you have a mustache, and they take the mask off someplace. And they're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I've made a grave That's mistake." So hot. <laughs> Brad, That's so sexy. Oh my god. <laughs> Brad on Twitter wants to know what teammate would you want to be stranded on an island with? Who's got those survival skills? Braxton Hill. Braxton. All right. Okay. <laughs> For no doubt. We'll take it. <laughs> Four oh six Chris says absolute pleasure to watch you over the years. Uh, what's your favorite aspect of running the three three five, and what adjustments would you recommend in the future uh, to slow down passing attacks? Oh uh, yeah, well thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think the three three five is nice because as a linebacker, the D line eat up a lot of double teams, so it allows you to yeah. flow faster to the ball and mm-hmm. and f- more freely, I guess. And what you talk about, like we uh, Eastern and yeah, like yeah. any adjustments, adjustments you would make to that three three five. I'd say just I think those games we just didn't blitz as good as we usually did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean I I know every game is not going to be perfect. So a lot of those I think we were just showing our blitzes a little too soon and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of bit us in the foot. Kind of learned from him. Yeah. You know. um, Barrier is kind of a freak too. I mean like yeah. there isn't a QB I can think of in the Big Sky Conference in a long time who just could keep plays alive for as long as that guy could. Mm-hmm. So no, he's a great player. Well, helped with the receiver core. Yeah, I mean, they had some good he receivers. He could just chuck, chuck the ball up. up in the air. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know if any other school had a group like that could, no. that could just that you know 50-50 type. No, that group of receivers they had was pretty, pretty unreal. They were always have good receivers. What's crazy is like um, – during the Super Bowl, we were talking about Cooper Cup, and his senior year, I think it was, yeah. Weber had three thousand-yard receivers. Who's the one that plays Eastern. for the Patriots? Born, born, Kendrick yeah. Born, Kendrick Kendrick Born. He used to play for San Fran, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and that Cooper Cup cool. and who's Shaq, the guy? Um, something. Yeah, like yeah. Anyway, yeah, lots yeah. of talent there. Jace, uh, one other. So there was a question about the survival skill. What's the opposite side? Who's the teammate that's, that's like, <laughs> who's dead in a week or a few days? Who's not doing well on the in a, in a week? Or like, yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'd say OD. I'd say OD. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> City boy. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. Oh, man, that is great. All right. Uh, guy named Tom Ford out of Billings loves it. You're, he's an old class B guy. So yep. he. Loves that uh, you're out there. And he wants to know, what would you say to some of the aspiring athletes in the smaller communities around the state trying to get to the D1 level? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're going to have to walk on, obviously, if you're coming from B. You don't, you don't really get – I don't know too many kids that get a, get money a scholarship that, right? coming out of Class B just, I guess, for the talent-wise. But I don't know. I don't really understand that reasoning of it. But, no, I mean, I – I think if you're coming out of there, you just got to keep your head down and keep working in the weight room, especially, and just and just work outwork everybody that's in your class too. I mean, and just prove that you deserve to be there. That's the biggest thing. 
And also, I forgot to shout, shout out like Les Meyer and, and Guy Croy from mm. Fairfield and oh, Huntley. Yeah. They're pretty much part of the reason why I think I got here, too, is because of, they put in a pretty good word for me here. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Even even Les from Fairfield yeah. working with you in high school. Yeah. Les is a great dude. I love Les Meyer. And Guy Croy, too. Asher's dad. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, yeah. I'm familiar with Les. Yeah. Les is, Les is a great dude. That's awesome. I just, I mean, like, That's, one of one of the things that is fun to have have Luke on the pod, because that, I mean, in AA you 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 get to know some of the people you're competing against, but it's not the same. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just kind of fun, like all the connections and yeah. stuff. And yeah, that's like what you were talking about. Like, yeah, I guess like because I played against, I know like his older son Tucker, and then obviously Ryder too. I'm pretty good friends with them, so. But no, I've stayed in contact with him throughout, and I he coached me in the class and some of the All Star games too. But yeah, him and Guy, Guy Croy, they're they're good people. Awesome. Uh, Kyle Dyrud wants to know what was the locker room like after beating the Cats for the first time in four years. It was pretty rowdy. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I remember they wanted me to do the press conference. They te- Tabor texted me and was like, "Hey, you gotta do the press conference." And I was like, "I went down on the field. Like, ah, no way. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see my family. I don't even care about the press conference." Yeah. They found somebody else. No, it, it was sweet. It was. I didn't want to leave that trophy. I didn't realize how heavy that thing was, though. I picked it up for the first time. I was like, "My gosh, was like, somebody, big? somebody, take this from me." Really? Yes. It is. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I've it's obviously I've seen it, but like, it's solid. Huh? Yes, it's solid. The. My favorite part of kind of the post game of that is, you know, our, our seats in the North End Zone are kind of by the tunnel in the back of the end zone there. And, um, they start bringing the truck in with the the uh, trophy in the back of it, and the linemen are hustling down. They're not waiting for that thing to get the midfield. They're hustling down, and, um, oh, God, what's his name? Um, loves to lay on people. Moses. Moses. <laughs> throws the tailgate down. Just yanks that thing yeah. out, and I like I have heard how heavy it is, and I couldn't believe how much he moved it. I thought he was gonna pull it out of the truck. Yeah, they just picked it up and away they went. You know, it was like they were <laughs> that moment wasn't gonna be anybody's but theirs. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So we are at the point where the crazy question from Silvertip is: You are offered a twelve ounce human steak. That once consumed ensures a win in the team's rivalry game as well as a guaranteed natty. Nothing happens if you refuse except that the steak is then offered up to the rest of the Big Sky pods for the same deal. You can use as much A1 as you want, but the steak must be eaten medium rare. It's ensured you don't get sick. You may have any person prepare the steak for you, and two sides are included. Would any of you choose to eat the steak? And if not, which other Big Sky Pod members would would take the deal? I'm not eating that steak. I'm not eating a human steak. <laughs> like, come on. If I didn't know, maybe. But, <laughs> you just thought it was primary from yeah, the Yeah, I just thought it was primary, black and primary. Black and primary. <laughs> Luke's thinking about it. Uh, yeah, he's been thinking Wait, about the whole pod. For, for, yeah. <laughs> First, we have... Do you guys remember this is going to go dark? Obviously. Well, this, we're having a question about eating human steak. So. Do you guys remember Bar Jonah? Yeah. You you don't remember. This is probably before you were born. But there was a dude from Great Falls named Bar Jonah who allegedly probably killed a kid. Oh, is that the one that put him in the soup and fed him to the, like his mom? 
or like the neighbors. Yeah, the neighbor. I heard about that. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't know. They didn't know. How does the shook come up on our pod? No, I I've heard about that. Montana history. Yeah. Everyone's it was like on, heard it was about on like a Dateline NBC or something oh. like that. Okay. I remember watching as a kid, just devastated. Yeah. And so, I mean, <laughs> okay. No, that's messed up. Though. So, so what I'm, what I'm saying is the neighbors maybe like ate this human stew and didn't hate it. I remember reading a book called Stiff by Mary Roach. And this book is about <laughs> this book is about how we treat people after they're dead and the customs in the modern world and is fascinating tale. And she mentions how um, there's like an aside about how like there's these cannibalistic cultures um, that still remain. There's like a few of them. And uh, you know how like really there would be more cannibalism if it wasn't so energy uh frowned upon no no you give us too much credit for how we treat one another to say like it's a so it's like some sort of moral thing but it's like it costs a lot of energy just like to capture and trap humans because we're smart you know what i mean we're not like cows right uh. so and she said that reportedly we taste a lot like like pork okay so i'm thinking maybe not a bad steak michael does this if, change your if you're, oh Mar- if you're gonna God. get mark swell nose hamstrings you're eating pure jerky <laughs> <laughs> okay oh well, my yeah. god that's a good wrap to the no, no, conversation no. <laughs> why do you keep diving in this is so fascinating would you rather eat like a young, like young, healthy oh person or an old person? Do, I, do we get to know what kind of steak this is? It's like is? a cow. You, is it marble? The older it gets, it's the worst. It's, it it's worse. Oh, geez. okay. Like so elk, like, this is, or like a marathon runner. <laughs> Would you want to enjoy it? No, I don't think you just even want to eat it. And it was, it was ten ounces. Oh, it was like big, right? Twelve like, ounces. Twelve ounces. Okay, so like what if six... you ate it and you liked it? And the answer like, is no. And then you I were like, just the thought in my head, I'd be gagging while I ate it. There's no That's way. That's if you didn't You'd be know, gagging maybe. on the first bite. There's what no a, way. What about that soccer, that rugby team that was lampooned in the <laughs> oh Alps? Oh, my God. Do you remember this, that? That's We Are Marshall. I don't know what episode this is. <laughs> didn't they, they crashed? Marshall, Marshall, Marshall passed away, but there was a I rugby team. I don't know team. what episode this is, but whatever number it is, is the bottom we found out that so Luke is cannibalistic curious, and it's a real got, problem. You got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> We should have an intervention. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're having a rhetorical argument to understand. You've read books on it. <laughs> I feel like we should think, what if it was good? Would that make you feel worse about it? Or do you want to dislike the experience? Because let's say you eat For you the eat listeners, the this is a real question from... Uh, I'm saying you're going to eat it. At Tip Nation on you're Twitter. You're going to try a bite. So, for a natty? We didn't pick this for topic a ring, up. I'd think about it. Oh, my God. Oh okay. My God. For a ring? For a ring, I would definitely consider it. Oh, if I didn't know. If I didn't know, I'd definitely do it. We're just talking about it, Michael. <laughs> Michael's losing, losing it over here. Oh, these are going to go into the archives, and somebody's going to go listen to them all one day. Of course I wouldn't do it. Heavy wink. (laughs) I'll tell you what. You could eat my ass, Mike. (laughs) 
You could have you could have ass steak for me. <laughs> oh my god. You this question has ruined an otherwise great episode. <laughs> Oh, man. Do we have anything left out there? No, we're good over here. All right. Let's see. (laughs) What can we end this on? Um, Holy shit. You know who the real Grizz fan is around here. All right. (laughs) Now. Um, Now. Maybe let's end it on this. Somebody on eGrizz had the question, from a native Montana player's perspective, tell us the meaning of the rivalry game and the week leading up to it. Yeah. So I feel like that's one thing like Coach Howick's always like, yeah, don't think too far ahead. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's always in the back of your head like that week before. Who do we play? Idaho? or No, who do we play the week before? Was Cats? it Idaho? No, it wasn't Idaho. That was the year before. It was a road game. Uh, was it NAU? NAU, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's always in the back of your head. I mean, like that next week, it hits. And it's – I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy to, like, talk about, but – but they don't try to like to overdo it. They more or less just treat it as like another game in a sense. But it, there's a lot more meaning to the game than than that. But I think the coaches did a great job this year of getting us ready and preparing us. And it was more like a laid back week than a tense week leading up to it. So I think that's why everybody came out so fired up and was ready to go and not so tense this year. How good that feel after the game? Just it, like, uh, it was it was honestly one of the better feelings I've felt in my life. I mean, and especially I mean, first win. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, just, that's what I always told my parents. I didn't. That'd be a terrible feeling mm-hmm. leaving here and never. That's all. I mean, that's one of the things I cared about the most this mm-hmm. year was doing beating them. But well, awesome. I uh, I feel that you're, you know, you're leaving your playing time with the program, and we've talked about this with with the. Your senior class is, in my opinion, the group that got it back on track. And it feels to me like, yeah, maybe you guys wanted to go deeper in the playoffs than you did, and I think that's normal. But it, it feels to me rather than kind of like thinking, can we get back there? It's, no, we've reset the expectation. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, this is back to being the Montana that maybe we've all known. Yeah. No, exactly. The, the dominant – physical i mean aggressive teams you've seen in the past i think that's where it's back to now and i think the direction it's going is i'm excited to go back and watch some games this year and see a, see them dominate dominate again this year and i think they're, they'll make a, another run in the playoffs and hopefully go farther than we did this last year awesome we'll take it anything else you want to talk about I'm kidding. You, you can keep talking about it. Yeah. You know, the human stakes didn't scare you away. You should, you should stop by the tailgate. <laughs> For the record, Luke doesn't do any food prep at any tailgate. So you're all fine. Brings the buns. <laughs> we might take that responsibility away from Print anything else? Get over here. Yeah. No. Hey, Jace, thanks so much for for um, you know being willing to come on and kind of share your experiences and and like we kind of talked about, you know, a lot of the people that listen to this are just fans looking to kind of get a fill and you know they love the Grizz and and for you to be willing to come on and and talk about your career and and stuff, you know, I I know our listeners are going to really enjoy it. So just on behalf of them, thanks for thanks for taking the time. And if you ever uh, 
want to do it again you, you know how to get a hold yeah. of us yeah so no thanks for having me it's, it's been fun i'll definitely if you guys want me on again let me know i'll be awesome i'll be over thank you guys awesome. absolutely we like it mm-hmm. all right well um you know we've got a, a long list of of guests lined up that we got to work on um riley od uh sunberg the president of the university <laughs> yeah. and um yeah so we will uh Keep working on it. We'll keep working on that. Yeah. No, no promises on what the next date is because it's the off season and we're not locking ourselves in. But, you know, sooner or later. Um, so, yeah, if we know you, we'll talk to you soon. If not, we'll see you next time. Go Grizz. Fight on. Fight on.